again to You Know Nothing, Jon Snow, a Game of Thrones podcast. Possibly a very apt title for this podcast because he surely does know nothing. But we will discuss that as we go forward. I am one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the US of A, and with me in the state of Michigan. This is Eric. Eric, how are you, sir? I'm doing okay. Excellent. And in the state of New York? Hi, this is Mike. Mike, how are you? I'm fine, Phil. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. Uh, what are we, uh, Mike? Who are we, and, and what do we do? What, what is uh, I know nothing. <laughs> uh, we are a Game of Thrones podcast. A uh, we are a Game of Thrones podcast, a spinoff to the Dark Discussions uh, podcast, which is a uh, podcast dedicated to horror, film, fiction, and all that's fantastic, uh, and. We are three of its five hosts, and we are all fans of Game of Thrones, and after, what was it, season three, or perhaps season four, we decided to do the spinoff and have been talking about Game of Thrones every week that it has been on ever since, you know, with long hiatuses between. And now there is one episode left after the one that is being recorded this evening. Uh, that's right. Where you can find us, uh, darkdiscussions.com is our website. Uh, that uh, is uh, the umbrella podcast, as Mike said. Uh, you can find You Know Nothing, Jon Snow, a Game of Thrones podcast, um, if you want to listen to it, that is, uh, through RSS feeds on pretty much anywhere podcasts are found. So Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, uh, Podbean, Spotify. Uh, what's the one that you, you listen to, use, Eric? Over, Overcast. That's an app. Oh. Yeah, Overcast, all those places, uh, we can be found, and we can be found under two feeds. The first is, obviously, You Know Nothing, Jon Snow, a Game of, of Thrones podcast, so just search for that. Or, if you want to hear me, Eric, and Mike, as well as any of our other co-hosts uh, weekly on our other podcasts, especially after this podcast um, ends next week, uh, you can actually go to uh, Dark Discussions podcast and search for that. And um, this podcast here, you know, nothing. John Snow, Game of Thrones podcast, will appear in that feed as well, since the Dark Discussions podcast feed pretty much um, includes all the podcasts under Dark Discussions. While you know, nothing. John Snow, Game of Thrones podcast, only is for uh, this podcast specifically. Uh, I think that's pretty much it there. Um, so let's see. Uh, any general news anybody wanted to bring up about Game of Thrones specifically? Um, I guess I, another... I heard it. I, I heard it was yeah. canceled. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's 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 true. Uh, I believe so. Um, there was one thing going around today, which is that apparently somebody spotted a water bottle in one of the scenes in Game of Thrones in this episode, and I don't. People don't know how to watch TV right. Why the fuck are you looking around for coffee cups and water bottles? That's not how you enjoy television. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Okay, I got it out of my system. I don't know that that's what people are looking for. I mean, you, you have... have to be looking for it. Why? It's not like it was like front and center for two minutes on screen. It was like three seconds in passing. It's like, ah. Well, I mean, it's positive. I'm just saying it's possible. I mean, there are, there are, whatever, 14 million people who watch this episode. Yeah. All you need is one person to be happy. 
I'm just saying all you need is one person to happen to glance at that one portion of the screen or catch something out of the corner of their eye and recognize it, you know, and then, then the word spreads. I mean, you and have... that person is doing it wrong. No one said... I don't know that he's scrutinizing it for that. I'm just saying he sees it. I've there. stated my case. I'm not changing my mind. All right, fine. <laughs> I'm just all offering an alternate hypothesis. But yes, if someone is there scrutinizing... Well, look, some people... I some really don't understand like, how you can some catch people, that if you're not looking for it. Some people really like doing that. That's how they get a weird sense of enjoyment. And if they enjoy it that way, then I can't say they're doing it wrong. I can. Well, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, to be devil's advocate, Eric, um, for example, there's an article posted today by uh, – I forget what website, but uh, Elizabeth Catherine Gray, another podcaster uh, that uh, friends of this podcast, uh, she posted an article about uh, Sansa's dress at the end of the episode and how people dissected it and found all the, the things in it that represented the Tullys and Baelish and Cersei's and, and basically everybody and anything that influenced her life is part of that dress. And so I guess people are really looking deep for symbolic and uh, items of interest that the normal viewer wouldn't watch. And I assume those are the type of people that probably saw the water bottle. But that's just a guess. I think Mike's breathing or Eric's breathing. Somebody's breathing. breathing. If it's not you and it's me, then that makes Mike. I don't know that I'm breathing. Okay. I hope you're breathing. <laughs> it's okay now, so I'll, I'll just get all that out. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, there's, there's some viewers that just like to search for things, um, and maybe they like searching for mistakes, too. I don't yeah, know. I don't get it. Clearly. Let's see. Uh, any other news? Oh, uh, the guy the guy that plays Bran, uh, the actor... I forget his name. Um, he basically came out today and basically said that he felt it was uh, silly that people were complaining about the past two seasons and that they want them to be redone. Uh, Macy Williams posted a photo on Instagram where she dyed her hair blonde. Um, and I'm stretching for things. Yeah, let's just yeah. move on. So I just want to make sure we we've all signed the petition, right? What? No. <laughs> Those people should just stop. Yeah, we we got to do a Dracaris on them. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're I'm sure they're going to make it right after they finish making uh, remaking the Last Jedi. That'll. Ah, uh... oh, Jesus! People are stupid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you don't like it, that's fine, and you can say you don't like it. But creating a petition for them to do it again because you didn't like it, that's dumb. That's well, not even reasonable. <laughs> there are there are legitimate criticisms. Uh, yeah, and that's fine, but that doesn't mean they have to do it again. <laughs> legitimate criticism in everything, though, Mike. I, I'm not arguing. I'm just saying there are legitimate criticisms. On the other hand, there are things that people say that are just stupid. For instance... I apologize if you're one of these stupid people. <laughs> um, you apologize for their stupidity? Well, 
I've seen many, 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 many places people claiming that they just rushed through this. Benioff and wife just rushed through this so they could get to Star Wars. Well, well, here's the thing. Yeah. They announced the Star they Wars thing. They didn't know was, they were going to Star Wars. Right. They announced last yeah. February that they were going that, that they were signed to do Star Wars. But I'll let to February 2018. Let me rephrase that. Um, they announced that this was the last season of Game of Thrones. I, if I recall, sometime in season six, um, we knew going into it that we had two shortened seasons. And this was... So this is going back three years or more. They had six episodes that they already planned to do this with. They spent ten months making six episodes. The average TV show spends six weeks making six episodes. They spent ten months. And... You know, very notably, good solid two months making just one of them. They waited two years between, almost a full two years between season six and seven. That doesn't sound to me like people who are in a rush to get this finished. Well, here's the flip side of that, Mike. Uh, I I don't think when I say it's rushed, I don't I don't think they're talking about the amount of actual real life time spent on the project. I think they're talking about the amount of plot. Uh, crammed into each episode. No, um, these are people who said they rushed making this so they could get to, they wanted to well, be done with uh, this. Then get I agree with you. Those people are stupid. Right. But there are other people who are saying that the plot in and of itself felt rushed this season. And that I, that I agree with. Uh, and even though you're right, they did spend an inordinate amount of time and money making this. I also feel that it would have worked a lot better had they made it a regular length season of 10 episodes and stretched that out a little bit. I, I don't necessarily disagree with that. I think um, it's also been pointed out. Um, if you add up all the time that was spent on these six episodes, you're hitting probably the length of an average season of, uh, if, a, if you have a season of average length episode of about eight to nine episodes. So it's not that shortened. Now, I think what I could argue is that they have, drawn out the spectacle particularly mm. in I think last week's episode uh, maybe drawn out the ending of this week's episode so there wasn't a whole lot of plot to be seen of people pushing Bran around you know the, the, the <laughs> throne room or, um, I, I think you maybe didn't need as many scenes uh, uh, or a full 90 minutes necessarily for uh you know, the, the battle at Winterfell. However, I also think you could argue that that's kind of what this series has been building towards. So if you're not, so if there's a place you're going to do it, that's where you're going to do it. And mm -hmm. I certainly didn't hear anyone complaining that the first three episodes, or I don't remember hearing anyone complaining that the first three episodes were rushed from this season. Well, and it's not I actually heard just the opposite. There are particular things that felt like they could have used more time. That's yeah. what I'll say. Yeah. For instance, for instance, the uh, uh, formation and dissolution of uh, Jamie and Brienne's romantic relationship, I think that would have worked better spread that over multiple episodes. I was just like, yeah, let's bang. Okay, we're done. Bye. 
<laughs> I don't have a problem with that because that's a relationship that's been simmering for a very long time to some one degree or another. I never necessarily took it to be. Well, I, I think what my, Eric means is Jamie's decision to to debate whether or not he's going to stay or go, and that could have been stretched a bit. Is I think that's what you're meaning more, Eric, than their relationship as a possible couple, because obviously, as Mike said, they've kind of liked each other for a few seasons right. now. Yeah, yeah. It just seemed like it lasted for a very short time before it was done. Uh, that I didn't have, because it wasn't like he said, you know what, I've had enough of you. I've just fed up with all your crap. I'm leaving. I'm going back to my sister. I'm just stating my personal opinion. Uh, I think uh, it would work better if it stretched out a little longer. Uh, I don't. I don't think it was necessary. I think they got there one night. I don't know, know that it needed any more. Um, well, I disagree. I, yeah. Well, you're wrong. No. So are you. All right. As long as we can agree that we're both wrong. <laughs> Dracaris to both of you. Dracaris to you, Phil. Why don't you contribute, you silent ass bastard? Um, well, I, I don't have any uh, issues with, with the season, so I, I'm just letting you folks debate about it. Because I, I, I agree that it would have been better to have uh, two 10-episode uh, seasons the past two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, they film more than 55 minutes each week, so technically they could have had hour and 20-minute episodes even f- f- um, if they had filmed 10 and I also would have liked another 12 episodes, I mean, 12 seasons after this one, too, but I, I'm not getting that. Um, so I'm, I'm okay with, with generally everything, even though... I'm uh, mostly just glad it's over. <laughs> well, I, I understand why you're glad it's over. And, and for folks who are new to the podcast, um, Eric has become annoyed of the Game of Thrones fanatic, similar to how some people are annoyed of Star Trek or Star Wars or Hobbit fanatics. Well, um, Game I mean, of Thrones fanatics, I guess, have somewhat becomes like that. I mean, if they're arguing about redoing an entire season because they're upset with one character's arc or this character's death or that character's whatever, then obviously they, I can see Eric's point of being so annoyed that the show can become tiring because of the idiot fans that happen to appear on everybody's social media outlets. Right. I, I speaking with friends at work, they didn't have a problem with this. They liked this season. Um, I think we have to remember that best season ever, that the vocal segment are a minority of a small fan base because I know game of Thrones seems to have a huge fan base, but again, that's 14 million viewers out of a nation of, 330, 340 million people. It's a small percentage. Um, it's up to again, 19 million now that have, have watched it, by the way. All right. <laughs> Even so, it's still less than It's 10%. still very small. Oh, yeah, yeah, and out of that 19 million, half a million signed that petition. Right. So, really, I mean, it's it's a, it's kind of ridiculous. Um, and again, no one's saying you have to, enjoy, but have to enjoy it, but there are certain things that I just don't fathom, like Statements I saw, such as this was worse than the last episode of Dexter. Well, and, um, okay, let's get into that. Because uh, here's another thing that I've been having a particular issue with today. Um, is people saying, oh, God, this whole t- this whole ten years has just been a waste of my time. Well, 
ah, this aggravates me. Uh, and here's why. Because, like, the, you brought up Dexter. That's another show it happened with. It also happened with Lost. Yes. Uh, where you Bastard had a very... Galactica is another one. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, where you had a very problems. popular show, and a lot of people didn't like the way they chose to end it, and so therefore they said the whole series was worthless. I think that's a line of bullshit. And because uh, just because you didn't like the way they wrapped up season eight doesn't mean you weren't having a hell of a time during season three and four. Um, and to pretend like you weren't is disingenuous uh, and you're just being a big crybaby. So stop it. Uh, just because you didn't like this season doesn't mean that the other seasons weren't good. I will say that maybe if they're watching it, uh, giving them benefit of the doubt, you know, that it may hurt future rewatches if they know it's, it's just going to be going off a cliff, or at least in their opinion, it's going off a cliff. Um, I, I don't necessarily think that's the case. It also depends on the type of show. I don't think, I, I think we've talked about this. This isn't something where they just provided half-assed or, like mentioned Battlestar Galactica. They spent the first several seasons saying, oh, the Silence have a plan, the Silence have a plan. They never had a plan. They lied their ass off. They had no idea what was going on, and they kind of got caught with their pants down at the end of the series. So I understand fans being very disappointed about that. I don't see what was promised in this show to the fans. That I mean, did anybody really think there was going to be a happy fucking ending here? Oh, I saw that complaint. <laughs> I saw... Okay, but see, that's the main complaint. I saw that one part, because I saw a lot of people. This is the worst episode, and I hadn't seen... I, had, I really have not spent that much time on it. But I did not see. I saw a lot of people saying it sucked. I didn't see anyone giving a really great explanation for why it sucked. So I saw one that said the reason why it sucked is because it gave us a happy ending. It gave us the fairy tale ending. It did. How? Apparently so. Well, what, because what fairy tales are they reading? I don't know. <laughs> well, the the fairy tale. See, me, I'm the, the dragon fairy, by Stephen King. The fairy tale ending to me is that the bastard child gets the queen. Rules happily ever after, you know, finds out he's the secret prince who was promised or what have you mm-hmm. and gets to rule over all that's happily ever after. You know, to me, the bastard child finds out he's the secret prince and murders the queen, his true love in theory, and gets has to go get sent away from his friends and family forever. So that a crippled boy, right. So that he runs away up north with his with his redhead lover. Yeah, so that is... Uh, thanks. Thank you for that image. Oh, God. <laughs> I did the film last night, so I had to share. That, you know, the, the cripple boy doesn't want to be king, has to be king, that these people are living with the consequences of backing their own people. I'm going to debate that one, too. Well, he said he doesn't want to be king. Well, that's what he said, but I um, think he's a diabolical mastermind. Oh, he might be. Um, I'm just saying, I, I, yes, it is not nihilistic right it, it was not danny ruling over all uh it's you know and, and, and torching all of whatever the world is that they live in um west Road and beyond right and because she, not, she's she specifically named uh all these cities that she was planning to go to uh that is for that part of yeah, well, Winterfell, Dawn, Highgard, you know, on and on and on. Storms End and whatever. And um, so, yeah, yeah it, it, was, it wasn't going to be good. That wasn't going to be a happy ending. 
Well, we don't know exactly what she would have done, but because we because she already kind of had like Dorn. There's most of the set. Dorn, Dorn had already pledged its support. So was she going to well, go? Well, let's just too? say that she was going to uh, invade every city, similar to the the Soviets did in Eastern well, Europe, or the Nazis up. did in World War Stop II. Stop with the World War II analogies and back up for a second. Uh, before we get into plot points, uh, let's wrap up criticism of the series as a whole before we move on. Sound good? Sound good. All right. Um, So, yeah, I I don't understand people who thought this was a particular happy ending. Uh, I also don't understand people that expected a happy ending to this show. Um, And while I understand people feeling that it was rushed, I really don't think that makes it horrible. I have some issues about the way things went, and I'll be talking about that once we get into the plot. Um, but I, I, and I certainly don't think it invalidates seven previous seasons of excellent television. Right. It had its moments, as any series does, you know, uh, that weren't the best. Uh, but at the same time, uh, it also has some of the best scenes of television ever created in my opinion. So I, I don't think you can invalidate the whole thing just because you didn't approve of the ending. Yeah. And that's fair. Uh, for me, I would just state that, um, it was all awesome. Best <laughs> now I will say that I wish it was longer because I'm depressed that it's over because I want another 12 seasons. But since that isn't the case, what we have out of the eight seasons, uh, they're all awesome. It was the best thing ever. That is all. Mike? Right. And and I think, yes, and we've, we've all talked about little things here and there they could have done uh, to stretch certain things out. But I also remember season five. <laughs> How many episodes of Tyrion in a boat do we need to see? Right. Um, how many well, episodes? Are you, are, in, are you in a house it, of or no fish in the desert? Right. Yeah, we... Right, we saw horrible. Things went slowly in the beginning for many reasons. Part of which they're introducing you to a complicated world with lots of characters. Here we know the characters. We know who they are. We don't need them established anymore. We don't. We're not, we, we've explored all the known places that they that they're planning on using. You know, I guess they could have just said, you know, let's force a trip to. Uh, Bear Island or something, just to slow things down a little. Well, you know, there's also. And, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut yeah. you off, Mike. I'm just, just saying gonna... that when you start reaching the climax of any story, the pace naturally picks up. Now they may have gone too far. I'm not disputing that, but the pace is going to pick up somewhat because of the way just stories are structured. Well, and I also want to point out that at the beginning of this series, they were working off source material that was written by George R. R. Martin. This was his story. And really the first three, ep- three seasons of this show are excellent adaptation of his written work. Um, yeah. Especially the first season. That's like almost word for it's, word. Yeah. There's a lot of verbatim verbatim dialogue uh, out of the books in the first season. So uh, I think it's also worth just r- reminding people that around <laughs> see, was it season four or five? Um, they got to the end of the source material and they'd been hoping that he was going to be finished with the next book before then, but he wasn't, he still isn't. 
And so, yeah, they had a meeting with him, and he gave them some signposts. But really, they were trying to write somebody else's story, and I don't think that is particularly simple. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't the same way that George R. R. Martin writes it. That's why he's George R. R. Martin and they aren't. Um, and to that end, I don't. I, I think some of the criticism... Uh, of the last few seasons should be taken with a grain of salt uh, because I don't think it was a particularly simple undertaking they were uh, doing either. Well, and I also think though, uh, he, right. And they had, you know, he, my understanding is with the books that he's did plenty of going the opposite. Every, you know, he slowed everything down where there's, they sped everything up and to the <laughs> point, I guess where there's lots oh, of book, book five was a rough read, man. There's a lot of nothing in that book. <laughs> Yeah, lots of rough subplots, as I always say. Um, and again, I could say that based on rumor because I haven't read them myself. But um, I'd also say, you know, from he, my understanding is he's still involved in the show. He hasn't written any scripts for it. Mm-hmm. But recently. I have to, recently. Recently. But I'm saying if I have a feeling he's saying, you go, what the fuck are you doing with Danny? No, you can't do it. I, remember, I, you, I, I think he has a veto pen. Right? Well, if there was something he didn't want. Right. Yeah, but... So it's not complete. So, you know, I'm just saying... When is right. he going to pull out that veto pen, though? Like, if he meant for uh, Jon Snow Griff. to sit on the Iron Throne at the end, yeah, maybe he would have pulled out the veto pen. Or but if, if this Danny is basically was... the way he wanted it then maybe he doesn't really have a problem with them doing it faster. Right, and that's my since point. Since he hasn't written yet. For people who are complaining that he never meant Danny to go crazy, where is this coming from? Well, well and, and, and just the things that people, he, people are complaining not just about a character arc changing or finally coming to fruition. They're also complaining about how characters died. Like, Cersei's and Jamie didn't get assassinated. What the heck? You know, it's like... <laughs> J- yeah, they J- died. Yes. Well, right. they got horribly enough. Cersei <laughs> yeah, got exactly. off easily, having an having been crushed to death by rocks. Yeah. I wanted her to be strangled. Again, I'm just I'm just going to say killer. for all the people who think Cersei got off easily, can I suggest you try being crushed to death by rocks <laughs> and see how you and, like and losing it. your power and losing everything in a matter of. One battle and complaining. Oh well, she cried. She's—they're just doing females this week. It's, she cried because it's a, this is the first moment in the entire series we have seen her show fear. And and, 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 Mike, you're, and you're holding it. You're saying that showing women is weak. I don't get it. I don't. I Mike, just see that. And Mike, as I said offline to you through instant messages, how when the Russians moved into Czechoslovakia in '68. Dubcheck and all the rest, they cried. And and when all the Nazis came into Denmark and the Netherlands, the leaders cried. And these were all males that cried. People cry when they their are life su- is over. Their life is over as they know it. Absolutely. So it, it made sense. There's no there's and, and no, the, there's no loss of dignity I, for her being a man or a woman to cry because she just got just crushed in a matter of I, you know, I even saw somebody take offense that they showed that they used Danny for a girls are bad at math statement it's what? like because she makes the comment that when she was a little girl couldn't count to 20 she couldn't picture a throne of a thousand swords 
who's five years old can count to, to maybe 18 and that's it so See, and this is what I'm talking about. This is the kind of shit I just can't deal with anymore. Right, and this, this is this is just a girl, so you can assume she's we're talking about a toddler or eight year old at best. Right. So yeah, this is this um, is stupid. You oh. know, or what did we? What did the whole Targaryen thing with? Why would they even make John a Targaryen? Well, the whole first, of all, I got to say that was always my least favorite thing was the John is a secret Targaryen thing because. It is a cliche, right? It, that is leaning into the uh, the storybook, right? The fairy tale. But mm-hmm. but your your secretly Darth right Darth Vader's child or whatever, right? You twist it around, uh, King Arthur, you know all this stuff. Right. But, but the, it, this, unlike the Darth Vader one, this one was was predestined from the day that he started the novels. He already knew that John was. A t- half Targaryen, right? But well, I'm saying it, it is. It, Lucas was just adding it as he went, right? But it is a cliche of fantasy stories, right? Of the secret king, mm-hmm. the secret queen, whatever. But it mattered because his being the Targaryen is basically what gave Danny's enemies ammunition, and it is what led to the big turn in the battles that led to him killing. Danny, all of this it also led to Danny understanding that maybe she doesn't have the claim to the throne as she thought. Right. So it's so all of these things tie into this. It didn't play out with him going on the throne, but that wasn't the that wasn't in the end the point of it. Again, things played out. It mattered, but not necessarily in the way that you expected. Um. So I, it's there. It really is just there. Just again. It's well, not like the, they just. It wasn't like they decided. For all my joking aside, they didn't just say Hot Pie goes on the throne, right? They they put Bran on the throne. Spoiler warning. They put Bran. He was always one of the people. And in, in, in any conversations I've ha- I've heard people say, or like, who's going to go on the throne? He was one of the people. People you know bet on. It was you know, right. If Edmure Tully had ended up on the throne, all right, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Although I could even justify that. Right, because by the way, too much of a headache. By the way, as long as we're talking about Edward Tully, I do want to give credit where it's due. And although Phil and I have fought all podcast long about Sansa, uh, Sophie Turner was so fucking great in that scene because she just, with her eyes, shut him the fuck down. She just, Uncle. Please sit. She makes this little motion with her eyes, like sit there and lose down. You're it was great. Sit down. It was, was great. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Yeah, um, it was a, it no, was there was some good. Thing. There was some good good things in that scene when Yara was being an asshole and Arya says, "You want me to kill you?" <laughs> that was fucking <laughs> awesome. I was I was hoping she would. Davos had to stop it. God damn it. Um, but we'll discuss all that. We haven't got there yet. But yes, Mike, I would state that George. R.R. Martin intentionally put in many red herrings in the story because he didn't want to be the typical story that people were hoping or would think. The cliches. The cliches were just red herrings. Everything was red herrings. And I think that was brilliant. He's a revolutionary. He's a man. Uh, man. So so the point being just that, yes, they didn't write it, but when 
people are talking about broad plot points, if not the execution of those plot points. I still think a lot of that is either stuff that Martin either approved or did not disapprove of. Right. I would so, agree with that, Mike. And we'll see. All right. So, okay. and, and we're not saying, again, it, it all depends on the nature of the critique. And some critiques are fair. Some are insane. And you know what? If you don't like something that happened in this episode or this season, that's that's perfectly valid. I'm not saying everybody should love it. I'm not saying everybody should hate it. I'm saying that particular forms of of complaining are really silly. That's all I'm saying. Like petitions to redo it. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> um. Yeah, the, I, it was the best show ever. Best season ever. Best everything ever. So those people are insane, yes. Absolutely. All right, so I guess we could start talking about the episode. But before we do that, we do have um, uh, an email. Or do we have three emails, sir? <laughs> we have a whole shitload uh, from our buddy up in Canada. So, now we enter, what does the fox say? What does the fox say? What the fox say? All right. I have popped a lozenge in my mouth to help me get through this. Here we go. This is what the fox says. Well, hello again, gang. It's been quite a ride as we come to the end. From this last week's madness and attempts to alter all reality as we know it to finally seeing the end credits of this episode, the journey has been a roller coaster to say the least. I will try to be more kind to poor Eric and his voice with my wordy, wilding ways. Spoiler alert, he's a liar. He sent three emails. <laughs> my top moments, for sure, include the visage of the circles of hell that Dante would be proud of, revealing that Danny is as true her nature the, and, and her way. Fire and blood until the end of the world. The visuals, the symbolism, and the haunting music were perfect. The shots of the charred bodies and emptiness of it all really gave me the haunting feel of being back in Pompeii and Herculaneum. I'm going to guess I'm pronouncing that incorrectly. Uh, feeling the palpable death and grief energies of a disaster so truly beyond your imaginings. John, reuniting with Torment and Ghost, this time actually interacting with Ghost, brought a tear to my eyes. Danny's dead carcass didn't deserve the gentle and deft handling by Drogon, but at least now Drogon is free of his evil Bernie mother mum. Uh, sorry, evil Bernie murder mum. Say that five times quickly. Uh, and he can go live. He can go live on the island free of the humans, their suckage, and their wars. Drogon surviving to the end was something I didn't think they would let happen, so woohoo for that, and the fact Ghost and Amiria also survived to the end. Danny's, uh, oh, sorry, I circled back around there. Uh, Bronn, the master of coin, lord of Highgarden and rebuilder of brothels, lol, that was most satisfying. Tyrion with his speech about Danny and finally reaching down was great. Peter Dinklage showed again why he was always one of my favorites on this series. Amelia Clark hit a grand slam with her megalomania even as she met death with a wordless breath. Kudos to Phil and his Queen of the North took her crown and did so in style. 
Drogon melting the Iron Throne was so damn cool. Brienne getting to write her tale of Jamie in her shiny new armor. Sam talking about the Democrat Wuddy was a great joke, but I think the dogs and horses of Westeros might be more informed voters than most of the humans. Love the end vocalization of the main theme as John Tormund, Ghost and the Wildlings, head to the true north. Maybe they will stop by and say hi to me. Blah. Uh, my moments that was a little let down or didn't get what I hoped for. Grey Worm, worming his evil murderous way out of justice sucked, but you can't win them all. I just hope his ships sink or he gets grayscale. Grayscale for a gray worm seems more than appropriate to me. Oh, and take Yara with you while you're at it, gray worm. Yara shows you are no better than the Bernie murder queen and her vile war crimes henchman who somehow gets off. I was a little sad that the title sequence did not have a scorched earth King's Landing. As you can see, I found this to be a satisfying end to a long journey, a journey made far better by the efforts, times, and opinions of you guys along the way. I'm so glad that you guys created You Know Nothing Jon Snow among all your other podcasts. Thank you for reading my emails and even giving me this awesome segment to spew my ginger madness. Ooh, that sounds dirty. Sounds like a, um, like a low-budget horror movie in the making. <laughs> my special thanks goes to... Bill, who had put up with my plethora of instant messages, spoiler discussions, and theories slash rants. I know this is the penultimate podcast for the series, so I shall save Eric's voice. I cannot wait to see the lists and hear your thoughts not on not only the finale, but your overall feelings on the journey we have all taken when that episode drops. But for now, I wait in anticipation to hear your thoughts and discussions on the surprisingly not-so-bloody ending. I also thank the gods it didn't go all Bobby Ewing and make this all but a dream. Thank you, and may there be peace in the realms and not too many petitions. LOL. Sean from St. Alberta, Alberta, Canada. All right, we're not done yet. And that's just part one, Eric. That's part one. Luckily, the the other two parts are are shorter. Um, All right. This is part two. Hey, gang, my apologies, but a couple of points I forgot to mention in my previous diatribe, LOL. Phil, shout out to you for pointing out Danny never sits on the throne. She only touches it, which is a cool result. My second point was wishing that they had had a chance to reflect Drogon's or Dragon's intelligence and awareness. Uh, it seemed to me that Drogon understood why his evil Bernie murderer mom had to be killed. He took no vengeance on John and only melted the throne he saw as his mom's downfall. I'm sure this is just my take, but what can you expect from a ginger and a Canadian? So sorry, eh? No dude about it. Okay, rants over except my kudos for not being crazy and over the top like many shows have been. You guys are truly the only level-headed and open-minded podcast that has dealt with Game of Thrones. Uh, thank the many-faced gods and maybe the Lord of Light for you guys. Sean from St. Albert, Alberta, Canada. But wait, there's more! Uh, sorry, gang. My head has been a mess with family stuff. I forgot to mention... Hearing the theory of Bran the Broken, uh, Kaiser so saying the whole of Westeros and Essos to get the crown. Personally, I love that. LOL. And that's where I'm, yeah, I, I'm on that page. So we'll talk about that later. So thank you, Sean, for all of your feedback. I may joke about uh, how long your emails are, but I'd rather have long emails than no emails. Indeed. All right, so um, 
I think he had a, pretty much a lot of things that we're going to talk about tonight for sure. Yep. Um, so before we get into the episode, let me give uh, the numbers and all that other wonderful stuff. Uh, this episode was named The Iron Throne, came out after uh, midnight or something like that when, when everybody finally was able to watch the episode. Again, I love the aren't... fact that we don't get the title of the episode when we watch the episode. <laughs> I, okay. I just... It's one thing you have to hold it until you watch it, but it's like no, you can't know what you just watched until other people have watched it too. Yeah, it's well, just they, kind of funny. Well, they, the reason uh, Benioff and White said they weren't releasing the names of the episodes until after the episodes played was because um, they understood the concerns of uh, their fans who did not want anything spoiled whether it is uh, a title or not. And sometimes the titles can be uh, point on or give hints. And people, it seemed, based off of their feedback, wanted to be more surprised. Um, this episode was written by Benioff and Weiss, and it was directed by Benioff and Weiss. Uh, it was a May 19, 2019 release. As Mike said, it was a 13.6 million uh, viewers, which I think was the largest Ever actually, I'm 100% sure it was the largest ever for uh, HBO um, and Game of Thrones because it's the largest uh, ever watched of any show on HBO. Uh, as I mentioned, it's already up to 19 million with uh, VOD watches and people who went on to um, watch it as myself and Eric did, which is through one of the apps such as HBO. HBO Now or HBO Go, uh, and they say that it could grow to probably up to 25 million within the next day or two by those who actually recorded the episode that didn't watch it yet. People um, still record stuff? The, yeah, they yep. record it, meaning, meaning uh, DVR it. Yeah, I didn't know that was still a thing. Oh, yeah, yeah my, wife, my wife is huge with DVRs, dude. She's I've like, never had one. Oh yeah, yeah. We it comes with Comcast and and a lot of the cable. I'm pretty services. sure my cable box can do that. I just don't. Oh okay. Yeah yeah. Um, some shows don't after they're they're shown don't drop immediately, and sometimes you, and they also only some some of them like I remember Better Call Saul. The reason I stopped watching that show was because it dropped on VOD for three weeks, and if you miss it, then it it disappeared. And so I missed it, and it disappeared, and so I got lost, and I just stopped watching the show. So my wife and a lot of folks just VOV, DVR everything, and then they have it forever, similar to you, Mike. You you do that all the time, where you record entire series or seasons, and then you watch it like seven months later. At least that's what you've told me. Oh, yeah. We still haven't. We still have uh, recordings of this season's Supernatural and haven't watched the first one yet. No, it's on Netflix now. Not this season. Oh, are you talking fifteen? Yeah, the current season because fourteen's on Netflix. Yeah, fourteen. The Scooby Doo season's on Netflix. No, 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 no. The season after the Scooby Doo season is on Netflix. Really? Yes. Anyway, let's get back to to the to the episode. Uh, So that's that's the background for this episode. It was the seventy third episode of the series. Six episode of the season and also the season and series finale. Uh, once again, the Iron Throne. So let's Which, go around warning. our opinions. Let's go around and give our opinions of the episode. Um, so let's start with you, Mike. I really like the episode. 
Um, I thought it was a very fitting ending. I think they did a very good job with uh, with dealing with the Danny issue uh, and framing it a little differently than the way it was being framed in the public last week. Um, and we'll talk more about that in detail. I thought um, I have heard when you get to who ends up on the Iron Throne, I was like, well, I've heard people say Bran. <laughs> uh, I thought Bran the weirdo. OK, that I just I didn't see that. And then I thought they did a good job again, sort of framing it. I think Tyrion provided a good argument for why he should end up on the throne because um, they really didn't have a great answer otherwise. Right as to who should belong there, I don't know that there was anyone more obvious besides Hot Pie. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, I just have to. I saw a meme today that just made me laugh. Uh, it was on Twitter. Tyrion Tyrion says, "Bran the Broken." And Bran says, uh, "You know, just Bran is fine." And he goes, "Bran the Bashed Up," and he's like, "No, really, just Bran." He's like, "Wheelie, wheelie, legs no feely." <laughs> Uh, just paying attention to the fact that he's a, that he's crippled. I I thought it was funny. Anyway, I'm sick. It's okay. Yes. Yeah, I thought it was a little weird that that became his. I, you know, I understood what he said. You know, there's a story who has a better story than Brand the Broken. Okay, fine. But now he's, you know, doing King the whole Targaryen thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My name is Brand the Broken. Unable to stand. The Defecting human and ruler and, of the six kingdoms. Um, so, so uh, Mike, <laughs> opinion, uh, get a direction. Um, so, so but, Mike, uh, what was your opinion on the show? Absolutely. I'm getting there. I work interrupted. Too bad. It is. Uh, yeah, it was. So I thought there was a fitting ending. I think um, there are people who are, have questions that I don't either think need necessarily need answers, or they're they're just there if you think about it a little bit. Um, you know, I don't care what Drogon's doing. I think it leaves it open if they ever decide to continue a story uh, in the future. Because, I'm happy he's still alive. But uh, yeah, it, it's a good thing he's still alive. Uh, I'm sure he's getting a bunch of messages on his Facebook page now about the Rainbow Bridge. <laughs> but um, yeah, but I like that. So what did you think of the episode, Mike? I, I, I've been saying. I've been saying you're not listening. He's been talking about it for the last five minutes. Pay attention, Phil. So yeah, so I thought it was I thought it was very fitting. I I maybe could have sped up the last couple of minutes. I did really kind of like because it's a thing that I've missed a lot that the not quite final scene was a scene in the uh, in the the, the of the small council um, that I really appreciate because those are always some of my favorite scenes in the series. All right, very good, excellent, uh, Eric. Um, I guess I liked it in general. There were some aspects I didn't particularly enjoy. Like I thought Bran was a kind of a lame choice uh, to sit on the throne, uh, but I've never liked him, so I'm prejudiced. Um, for the most part, I thought it was pretty well done. There were some great moments um, that I really loved in this episode. There were there were a couple, yeah. Moments that I thought were like, all right, fine, let's move on. Um, But mostly I'm just 
happy that it's all wrapped up. Uh, I think it was fine. All right, very good. Um, yeah, for me, um, I actually thought this episode was fantastic. Um, I felt the first 40 minutes were so atmospheric with the music, the cinematography, and, and the evil that just permeated the the entire episode. It was like almost like a horror thriller. It was, it was just awesome. Um, so that that just was amazing. Um, the second part uh, was good, too. I, I mean, uh, I understand um, how, why everything turned out. Humans are idiots, so it makes sense that a person that is more than human becomes their leader and tries to fix the mess that has occurred. Um, uh, the last words spoken in this episode were Queen of the North, so that was huge. And... Um, Stocks win, which is huge. Uh, so I felt this is uh, a fantastic episode and uh, the greatest thing in the history of the world. <laughs> it's it, oh, actually the universe. Hyperbowl! Uh, yeah, besides the hyperbowl, um, I will state that um, uh, Braun got his castle, so that was good. And uh, I love Brienne. Uh, writing the tale of Jamie, the, the way the victors write the tale, and it was good. And so all, a lot of stuff was wrapped up pretty damn good. I loved Tarion's speech to John in jail because it was exactly what I've been saying for at least the past week publicly and what I've been failing for over um, the entire season. Um, and I also um, um, have to say that those who spoiled the episode, because it was all leaked online before um, the show aired, were 100% correct. So I knew everything that was going to happen before I even watched the episode, and they hit it out of the ballpark. So, so it got, really did get leaked. Uh, Elizabeth Catherine Gray was correct. And, so you, read, assessment. So, you, so you read it beforehand? Yes, yes, I did. You're the guy yeah. who refuses to watch trailers. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> because there might be a moment that might possibly... That's a fair well, Mike, Mike, Mike you got to remember, I, I, I was the little kid that used to uh, uh, open up very delicately all my Christmas gifts when I found them wrapped see what they are and then retape them and close them and pretend on Christmas day. Oh my God, look at this. So no, 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 I'm fine with that. I just saying, but you refuse to watch trailers and insist they suck. You insist on Mike, standing outside Mike, the theater. He doesn't understand the concept of hypocrisy. Let's just move on. <laughs> well, I, I understand hypocrisy, but Eric, it's, it's the thing where it's like, temptation you know it's it's right there and it's like ooh, 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 ooh. you know so yeah yeah it's so it 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 takes over sometimes the temptation so yes uh, i love this episode it was awesome okay so what's uh now, I'm just, how long was this summary on reddit uh it was very short and um it was right on uh they they didn't have they missed a couple of scenes meaning they didn't here or, or didn't really put him in like like Brianne scene and uh, I didn't notice that Sansa was named Queen and the 
it was independent, but everything else uh, was 100% right. They did have one thing where there were two endings where Tyrion was either going to be executed or not. Um, but the one where he was not executed, he was going to be the hand, and sure enough, he was. Um, yeah, everything everything was spot on. The only thing it also didn't explain was Grey Worm, why they, he didn't get any justice, meaning justice meaning executed or arrested, uh, because it Probably didn't explain. because he had 20,000 bros backing him up. Well, that's what happened. It wasn't explained in, in the synopsis. And though he could have been defeated, possibly, because he doesn't have the dragon anymore, it still would have been huge bloodshed. Um, and so it was better just to, to barter with, with the enemy and let it be done with. Um, and it explained it well when I saw that episode, because before the episode, I'm going, that's not stupid. Why does this guy get what he wants? And then you see that he still has a, an army that's pretty powerful. So, yeah. So- the beginning of the episode, I really enjoyed um, when they're walking through the city, just witnessing the the awfulness, the destruction. Uh, I, I thought that was pretty the powerful. The guy that was like a walking corpse. <laughs> yeah, like he, he had third degree burns all over his body. It's just like, oh, my God. Um, so I thought that was really good. I could have. I mean, I guess we needed to wrap up the whole Lannister storyline but i was dubious about the way they chose to do that oh that was all predicted um, in the spoiler too yeah oh i'm sure it was um uh, so that was a little i thought that was a little weak sauce but whatever it happened well let's talk about that for a second so basically davos john and uh Tyrion are walking through the destroyed uh city uh it could have been warsaw Tokyo didn't matter. It's, it was gone, and it was King's um, Landing still. Or some Tokyo don't exist in Westeros. That that is a good point, Eric. Um, I was just I mean, well, maybe, maybe um, they exist west of Westeros. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Excellent, well played, Mike. Um, so then, Tyrion says he wants to go alone to, to check the Red Keep, and John offers to send soldiers with him, and he says, "No, I'm going alone." And so John and Davos go, and they see Grey Worm mass murdering uh, prisoners, and Tyrion war, right? I mean, uh, well, murdering, just, not mass murdering. Well, let me rephrase. It was mass murder because, based off of what we hear later in the episode, it was like thousands he was he they were killing. So this was just they're not going to show one thousand people get killed, so they just show you know a. a a handful I, of people. I will say that Davos had one of my favorite lines of the episode, which is, how much more defeated do you want them to be? They're on their knees. <laughs> right. And basically, Grey Worm was going to kill Davos and John because John was going to try to save the, the prisoners. And then Davos said, let's go talk to Danny. And, and that stops them getting killed, but then we see Grey Worm um, killing the prisoners, and when I say killing, I mean he's slitting their throats. It's, it's pretty disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Tyrion heads to the, the Red Keep. He goes to the basement. He finds Jamie's gold hand, and this part wasn't in the spoilers, but he actually finds their corpses as well, and that's the reason why I knew they were going to be shown, because during the credit sequence, both Lena Haiti and 
uh, Costa Volger, Nicholas Costa Volger were actually still listed in the credits, while other characters who have died this season, such as the Red Witch and Jorah, She's a witch! Are, not, are not listed anymore. So I knew they were going to probably show them either in flashback or their corpses, and sure enough, you find their corpses. Well, at least well, they were dead. It could have also um, been a contractual thing, because they were regular, they were main stars of the show, they weren't irregular characters like Missendi. I think that the chances uh, no, of, not ascended, uh, or Missandra. Yeah. I think the chances of Tyrion being able to actually find their bodies under the wreckage of of yeah. the, the Red Keep is is Tribe. very unlikely, but whatever. Um, but I'm at least glad they're dead. When I saw Jamie's hand sticking out, I was like, "Oh Jesus, are they gonna be alive?" Uh, but I'm glad they were not alive. But the mountain that would have been super lame. Yeah. So so it really made. The, the main point was was probably two things. One, like you said, Eric, to wrap up the Lannister story, but also to give uh, um, uh, Tyrion a more, um, I guess, anger, or it, it basically create another another uh, level of anger with Danny, um, because not only were unnamed civilians killed that he didn't know personally. But his actually family members, specifically Jamie, who he loved, was also uh, killed as well by Danny. I didn't read anger from that. I read a lot of sorrow and regret. That, that was well, well, he was smashing the, the rock. He was taking the bricks and he was smashing yeah. them. And he was, God Some damn man. it! And he, and he was using kind of profanities and such. So, all right, it may not be yeah, anger as in words, rage, but... but it was anger as in hugely... Uh, right. Sadness and such. No, I thought uh, I thought Peter Dinklage did a good job in that scene, uh, expressing his grief. But I just thought like the chances of him actually finding them were, yeah, pretty low. Right, I'm fine with it. Um, chances are low, but not zero. Um, I did think they did a great job of him walking the streets. Of the the look on his face with the makeup. Yeah. Uh, which is acting too, but makeup is also a big part of getting just how uh, haunted he is by everything he's he's hasn't witnessed and is witnessing. It's, it's hell on earth, basically. Oh, and he's and he. By the way, let's put it. He also finds a little girl who was holding the horse. So, if yeah, you have I, a dead body that you need to be found, you can find you can contact Tyrion. He will find that dead body for you because he's good <laughs> at finding all the dead bodies. Uh, um. So yeah, it was. I mean, that was fine. You it gave a little bit of sort of closure to that arc, and I, so I don't have an issue with that. Uh, again, you know, but again, you know, they gave him that fairy tale ending uh, of murdering his brother and sister. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, then we get then we get uh, everybody heading back to uh, now. Was that also the Red Keep where they hung the flag and Daddy made her entrance? Yes. Okay, that place is huge. Um, yeah, those were the steps that Cersei's climbed with the shame lady before uh, she was covered with a robe by uh, gotcha. Kyra. Gotcha. Okay. So uh, we end up back there, and there's some... Yeah, our, our Nazi, it's our Nazi procession and all that stuff going on. Well, let's not go there. Well, but, I had the... The, the red and black and white flag of the dragons and 
and and and you had, yeah, the, you had the Sully, you know, using the the spears and going thump thump thump, you know, Nazis and then you have spears. Yes. Oh yes, yeah. the Nazis were big on spears. <laughs> um, it, well, put it this way: you saw. I don't know if you've seen the movie. I'm just fighting uh, against Floyd. every instinct to tie everything in World War Two. Well, it was like uh, well, like the wall, <laughs> the movie. The whole symbolism in that. This is the same type of idea. So it has nothing to do with you, me you, making shit out of it, pulling shit out of my yeah, ass. Yeah, you really can't. You really can't make uh, easily a a visual story in Western culture in the last seventy years where the the main logo of one group of characters who dress in black is a red and black symbol. <laughs> and not have it somewhat evocative of the Nazis, which Fair is, enough. by the Fair way, enough. another one of those subtle hints for the people that Danny was not necessarily always intended to go towards good ends. True. Well, and then we get one of the. Now, this is like one of my favorite moments the in television history. In history, dude. When she Satan. makes her entrance, oh, my uh, she she flies in on Drogon, right, and yep. she lands. And then she's walking out, and Drogon's behind her. And there's this shot where Drogon behind her spreads his wings to take off, but it looks like they're sprouting out of Danny's back. Yep. And that was the most fucking awesome thing I've ever seen. Oh, yep. She I really becomes that, the Dragon Queen. Well, that's the thing. People keep on saying she really becomes the Dragon Queen, but I saw that as complete symbolism of Satan or Succubi or something where the the devil with the wings coming out. And I was like, holy shit, that was fucking awesome. With, especially with the apocalyptic dystopian It's uh, one of the best visuals I've ever seen in my life. It was fantastic. Evil music playing in the background. like the, It was unbelievable. It was like, holy shit, this is hell on earth. Oh, and give Amelia Clark credit, too, because she was giving great crazy eyes in this episode. That's fucking awesome, this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so she comes marching out and gives her victory speech, which is... <laughs> Basically, thanks everybody for helping me burn this place down. Now let's go burn some other places down. And she starts listing them off, and it's like, holy shit, Winterfell. And Winterfell Dawn. was one of them. Yep, yep. Dawn. <laughs> and so John's like, like, oh fuck. Uh, and let's give Tyrion his credit here too, uh, because he stands up to her. She's like. You betrayed me. He's like, yeah, you're right. I did, and I would do it again. And you, and he and takes you, off and his you murdered pin. a city. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. He goes, I, I freed my brother, and you murdered a million people. <laughs> I, I think there's a big difference there. And he takes so. off his his pin, the, uh, the hand of the queen, and he chucks it down the steps. I thought that moment was fantastic. It was awesome. But then he gets taken away to be executed. Uh, and and when she follows, uh, here's another great. I, I kind of enjoyed how this season it became a thing that Arya sneaking up on John, because um, she does it again. She just like appears right behind him. She's like, uh, "Yeah, uh, what are you thinking she's gonna do now?" <laughs> I just love how she popped up out of nowhere again, and he's like, "Ah." <laughs> Right, and she, he was shocked. He goes, why are you here? You weren't supposed to be here. He goes, oh, I came here I, to kill Cersei. I, 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 but, thought, I thought you ran away on a horse. It, but 
she goes, I came here to kill Cersei's, but it appears your 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 dragon queen uh, killed her first. Mm-hmm. And and then basically, no, she says, "You're queen," and then he says, "She's everybody's queen." And uh... and she says, "Try telling that to Sansa." And I knew Phil had just wet himself. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sansa, Sansa was going down, no matter what. She was never going to bend her knee to that fucker. Mm-hmm. So she was going down. She she Stop. was she was she Stop. was going to burn before she would she would bend her. she was going to do a tally. Put it that way before she would ever surrender to that fuck. I think you're right. Yep. You're damn right. Yeah. Oh, I think she's got problems in the future anyway. <laughs> anyway. So then, well, uh, did, did we go straight every... to the scene with Tyrion and uh, and John in the cell? Yeah, let's do it. All right. I'm just trying to this, remember this if anything the, else happened in between. Ever. It was a great scene. scene. This yes. is the third greatest scene ever in this episode. Oh, this episode <laughs> is, will be in my top ten for sure of, of when we do our top ten episodes next week. So basically, Trion yeah. spends about ten minutes uh, splaining to John. <laughs> Look. John's splaining. I, I, I liked her John's too. Right. I was wrong. I can't take care of this. You gotta take care of this. <laughs> um it's and your dog. You got to bring it out to the shed. <laughs> right. And you got to do it out that, uh, that she's been killing people for a very long time. Uh, but it was, it was easy to cheer for her when she was killing bad people. Now that she's killed some innocent people, it's not so easy to cheer for her anymore. And maybe uh, she was like this the whole time and nobody wanted to see it. Yeah, basically it was some something like this. Uh, I, I wrote half of it down, and I had to paraphrase the rest because it went so quick. Uh, evil men die wherever she goes, and we cheer her for cheer her for it. For. And she grows more powerful. We justify her existence, and so she is good with killing anyone in her way for good in paradise. Mm-hmm. So, ba- way so basically. She, would, would anything right? So would anything? Would she let anything get in her way? Right? Because I, I wrote it down too, but I paused. Everywhere she goes, even men die, and we cheer for it. And she grows more powerful, and make and more sure she is good and right. She believes her destiny is to build a better world for everyone. Right? And that's again, it's the idea that she's becoming, she's fanatical in her belief, and this is the. But this is yes, but but he also states that. During her her viciousness, uh, let me rephrase. During her uh, work of killing these evil people, as as you've always mentioned, like you said, it doesn't matter. They're just slavers and whatnot. Doesn't matter, which is true in theory because they are bad people. He says he basically says that it's it was okay, and we were, we were basically apologists for her. And this is where I've always been saying, which is is she was always a cruel person even to the bad people and to be cruel is is evil and that's why there's always that famous phrase where uh you can judge a country by not how they treat their people but by how they treat their prisoners and if you treat your prisoners like scum you're most likely a dictatorship and a scum yourself and so she was willing to kill all these evil people and yet, by doing so, being that cruel the way she did it, she herself 
was evil too. And then John says, well, you were with her the whole time. And, and Tyrion agrees and says, yes, I was wrong. And I'm, I, I am uh, part of the problem too, because he basically um, helped her. And this is what he said when he brings up Varys and he says, Varys was right all along. I betrayed my friend. I <laughs> Maybe died. his ashes, ashes you tell my ashes. ashes. I told you so. so. Yep. That yep. was a great and, line. It was a great line. And and the point was, is that he was complicit and he admitted that he, he was complicit because he too did not walk away when she was cruel against the evildoers that she tortured and murdered, uh, whether or not they were evil. And this is the difference between good and bad. A good person is not cruel and a good person who says a person who claims they're good but does cruel things is actually evil. And I've been saying this from day one when this show began. And the yes, reason yes, Phil. Always Hall, fucking hated Danny because they portrayed blah, 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 blah. No, I'm, I'm just I'm not talking politics here. I'm talking my opinion on the show. You're in your own home. No, I'm, I'm, I'm justifying my point why I, was, I never liked the character because – I, I actually liked her the last two episodes because she was a great villain and, and she was actually the villain that we I always knew she was. Prior to that, she was pretending to be a hero when I was saying no. Well, here's the thing, though. Evil. Here's the thing. Nobody thinks they're a villain, right? Even, even like, even, okay, you want to go to World War II? Let's go to World War II. I'm sure Hitler didn't sit around going, Oh, I'm going to be particularly evil today. Uh, but you the way you you treat your prisoners. I'm is... not saying he was a good guy. Yeah, but this is but this I... is never a thing you've said. So this is um, the difference is Phil. You said she's a liar. She's, hip- a... she's hypocritical. She I doesn't care about people. It was not and She's hypocritical. She doesn't care about people. She's only interested in the power. The truth is, she does care about people. That's part of the problem. Is that she wants to fix everybody's problems for them. She wants to use her power to do to force the rightness upon the world, and we see this a lot with people in power. And it isn't just necessarily going to be someone like Danny, but we do see it in we see it in a lot of things. We see people excuse what politicians do because they said, "Well, their their intention was good," because it's it's. It's 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 a good goal to have is to do this that or the other thing and so they will excuse horrible policies to do that even if it's not as extreme as burning people alive, right? So she's not necessarily a hypocrite in the way that I think you meant. You know, is the problem is that she is a fanatic and she is a believer in her own self righteousness and that is the problem. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is why why do we hate the 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 sparrow, but. She you, you were the you one know, who hated what, the sparrow. But well, everybody hated the sparrow. But my point is, is the sparrow thought he was right too, and he was making everything good, and he was doing all this stuff too, and yet he was a he was a he was a cruel and evil man, just as she was always a cruel and evil ruler. You don't whether they, well she, because there had also seen moments of tenderness and kindness on Danny's part. That was the problem. She was a complex character, whether you and, believe and it Hitler, or not. And Hitler loved his his nieces and his dogs. Well, in his, in his own way, he thought he was doing the right thing. I, I, I understand that every leader believes they, in their warped mind that they're doing the right thing. But you can look at people and say, are they cruel or not? And if they're cruel, then they're wrong. 
Okay. I'm not going to argue with that. I, I'm just going to say that some, some people might say that there is a difference between cruelty and strong action. Oh yeah, yeah. They're, 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 you're, you're absolutely right. There's always justification because yeah, like like you know, we had to you know the Allies again World War Two. I had to firebomb various cities. Well, Dresden as, is a thing that comes up a bit with the uh, with the uh, bombing of uh, was referenced apparently with the bombing of or the the torching of uh, King's right. Landing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you could argue, but because the, the victors the did atomic it, bomb, it, right? Yeah. Because the right. victors did it, it's considered strong action. If they had lost, it would have been considered cruelty. That 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 is actually probably right. You're absolutely right, and and that's what General LeMay said. The the leader of the U.S. Air Force stated. He said, "If we lose this war, we're going to be put down as war criminals because the the winners choose." who is the criminal. And, right. and so he knew just as the guy from one, uh, England, I forget his name, the guy that he was the guy that basically did Dresden, he knew the same thing that if they lose the war, they're going to be considered war criminals. And, and, and that's the truth. So, but again, the, the, you can argue there's differences too, because when you're attacked first and then they're bombing bombing warsaw and they're walking into paris then you got to do anything to, to stop them and if they hadn't attacked in the first place if they didn't take over poland and the czech republic and so on and so forth there wouldn't have been a war all so, i'm saying is there's Danny, always more than one viewpoint that's absolutely. all i'm saying no no there are there are always yes you're absolutely right i mean even even people say the reason japan attacked to- uh, pearl harbor was because um we the U.S. blockaded them and stopped trading with them, and, and they so they were they had to do something. So you're absolutely right. But the thing is, is Danny by coming over with all these tr- troops, uh, they, you know, in other words, they didn't ask for her to come, and she came anyway because she wanted the power. And then when she kills, yeah, she was all- a conqueror. You, basically, right, exactly. I mean, she is a, a foreign conqueror, and some foreign conquerors are good, while others torch entire cities like like she did. You know, like like the U.S. After we won the war, we did the Marshall Plan. We brought Japan back from the dead. You know, on and on. So, while other people will just annex them. Like, so let's you know, get away from World War Two. But I mean, this, there's so many things here. You're right. We we don't have to go into World War II. But but the, the, this everything we've seen here is exactly like a reflection of of like Mike said. The last 70 years, everything comes back to World War II and the craziness that happened between in the Cold War and all these other things. But anyway, I'm sorry. That's all right. Uh, I know you have an affinity for World War II. I'm I'm glad you enjoy your history. Um, so Danny basically. Uh, goes do we go directly from the John Tyrion scene to the throne room or yes. did they cut something in there okay yes because John John well we see this other awesome scene with with that Drogon coming out of the ashes before we get to the thing. oh that was pretty awesome yeah. um and there's been some debate as to whether it was ashes or snow I'm pretty sure it was ashes right I'm thinking it was it was human bodies again here's another World War II reference <laughs> Cremations and and the and the Auschwitz and all this other stuff. That's, these were like ashes of not only 
uh, like the World Trade Center going down in New York City, but also the ashes from the smokestacks that we saw in such movies as Schindler's List and so forth. So it was pretty remarkable. There was no snow here. The, the, the snow was gone. Once the, the Night King died, there was no snow. That's what except, I thought. That's what I thought. Except I just, the there's been some debate online, that's all. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, when, when like, he's kind of camouflaged, he, he just looks like a pile of ash and then shakes it off. Um, and I thought, I thought that Drogon's interaction with Jon Snow was really interesting. Now, in was that episode. still ash at that point? Oh, yeah. Because I got a hint, I, I thought that was a little bit later and that it might have actually been snow at that point. That's what we were literally just talking about. Yeah, there's, there's, no, there's no snow. Like, uh, the, once the Night King died, the only snow was, was on the other side of the wall. This this was still Dante's Inferno, as, as Sean Fox mentioned in his email, where right. where it was just all ash coming. And, and, and the reason I can back fill up on this is because the later scene where it's sunny and there's leaves on the trees. Right, and also, Eric, there's there's no breath coming from any of their mouths, and they're all dressed in in summer clothes still. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, after when Drogon shakes off the ashes, he kind of says hi to John, or or gives him a gives him a cursory sniff, and lets him go by. Uh, and of course, John's there to kill Danny. And so we have this we have this moment in the throne room where Danny is is finally approaching the Iron Throne and touches it, and then John walks in. She never sits tells, on it. As I, as she I never sits on it, um, and she tells this whole story about when she was a child. They said it was made out of a thousand swords, and she couldn't count that high and thought it would be a lot bigger. That's because she's a girl, and math is hard. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't so, believe. So that stupid things on the internet. Uh, so, uh, I basically, she says, "Let's rule together," um, and he says, "You will always be my queen." And then they kiss, and while they're kissing, he stabs her in the heart. And now let's, let's talk about all this. Um, I, I think even after Tyrion gave his speech to him in the jail cell and the thing that finally I think may have made him decide to do the murder or, or I should say the, the heroic action was when Tyrion said you know she'll kill your sister basically he, he basically states in not so many words that mm-hmm. she will kill Sansa and, and Arya too because they're never going to bend a knee and that's well he, he was right yeah he, you're damn right he was right and because neither of them are ever going to bend a knee and Danny will most certainly kill them um, so that obviously put it planted a seed, but being the type of man that John is, similar to his his father, uh, when when I say his father, I mean Ned. His, he is his adoptive father. Uh, uh, true, but but it, it is his father as as we as he knows it, and basically Ned and he, or if you prefer his uncle, since it's like you said, it's his adoptive father. Ned and he both have this loyalty and honor system and also john's a little slow unlike his father his father or ned <laughs> well um, no, ned was a little slow too <laughs> maybe maybe um, i think it's a stark trait it, it's 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 at least for the men uh, they've well, all just, had their moments yeah that's that's fair and so what happens is that john 
still, I think, was debating whether or not to kill her even then because of his his honor and loyalty system. And so what happened was he was asking all these questions to her mm-hmm. and letting her speak so he could feel her out to see if he can convince her to maybe take a step back or not. I mean, personally, it's too late, in my opinion. The moment she did all those mass murders, she had to be arrested and executed for war crimes. But in his eyes, that wasn't the case. He, he was thinking that maybe this was a mistake and she can become a good queen. And when he, she says something, like, she says something where there was someone in another park said, that gave us a line. I forget the line, but it was something like, um, we can together, oh, uh, it's the, the little mercies don't matter in the big picture or something like that. And that's when he decided... Oh, he was trying to talk her out of killing Tyrion. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what it was. And so when she said that line, I think that was the moment that she <laughs> decided that... He decided that, yeah, she's insane. Or not insane, because I don't think she was insane. I think she was, was honestly completely <laughs> sane. Uh, but this is when she he determined she was, wasn't going to stop being the megalomaniac that she had turned out to be. Mm-hmm. And that's when she, he stabbed her. Right. So that's my thoughts. But now, you, now, Eric, you or, or Mike, what do you guys have? So, yeah, what I, what I liked about this particular scene is I think it does a better job of framing where she was last episode. So between we watching some of last episode and this and the conversation with Tyrion, another thing. So I think, um, right, so I think I was looking at it incorrectly and i thought that it was what they were trying to do which is that because of all the talk about the mad queen about the mad king and she's the madness in the family that they were trying to show that she'd gone mad and i always thought thought and maybe i'm wrong that when they talked about um eris as the mad king that uh, that was as a you know flipping loon right somebody who was uh was a, uh, a maniac um and gotten maniacal in the end yeah, and they didn't see that, and right? And that's not you know who's hearing voices and so forth. And that's not what they were doing with Danny. That Danny's if wasn't mad in that sense. If she is mad, is is, is another debate. That um, I think it's very clear that when she's talking to Tyrion in the throne room in Dragonstone, that she's already decided she's going to torch King's Landing. That she's ready to torch King Land Landing, um, and she's committed to making that um, assault. Uh, in that episode, it is not a snap decision, um, and that she explains it here, that it is a decision that she comes to, for lack of a better term, rationally, and not out of madness, per se, um, or irrationality. It is not a case, as some people are saying, that it's because she's a woman and she's gone crazy because, you know, women can't handle power. It's that it's because she's using the power as a weapon. She's saying, and she explains it here, and I think that it works well here, that they're trying to use my mercy as a weapon, and I will not let them use my mercy as a weapon against me. Right. Now, so she's saying, "Don't if you try to hold your people hostage against me, it will not work." And she thinks this is a good, a good tactic. Yeah. You know, right. It's it, it, it's it's not. You know, she does have the scene. You know, where, where she says she'll rule by fear. You know, and so she's going the. I'm just going to destroy all of my enemies. And again, it was a lot easier when her enemies um, were more blatantly evil people as they were in, um, or at least soldiers. Mm-hmm. 
or at least soldiers instead of just random citizens. Or soldiers instead of random citizens. Right, but when, I'm saying when she was killing people who may have not, who have were... Uh, bad people. Bad people, so, right. That it was easier. And the people even if it was cruel. Her, so even she, if it was and cruel. The people, right, even if it was a cruel... Well, because killing people tends to come be cruel one way or another. I don't know how you not cruelly burn people. Um, or, you know, or, fire, or, cru- fire or crucify, was crucify uh, five burn people. Kindly. Or behead them, or we can we can go through the whole litany of different things that various ways that various people have been been murdered on this show. Um, it's the idea that she was loved in Essos, so you didn't have a reason necessarily to see that side to her. Mm-hmm. Here she's come to agree that she isn't loved, and so she will be feared, and she will make sure everyone comes to heal, and then everyone will love her in her mind. Right? She will. Break the wheel. She will end the tyranny, even though not all of the things she's talking about is a tyranny in the same <laughs> well, she, way. Well, well, she'll, well, she'll be the tyranny instead. And, and she'll, right. And, but this is the case of a lot of, again, as I said, with a lot of people, which is I have the best of intentions, so that will justify whatever I do, whether it's um, an overt act like this or it's just passing laws that are either nonsensical or uh, that are unjust because it's all done with an eye towards fairness or it's done with an eye towards justice and as long as the intention is justice it's okay to be unjust and yet all of that is hypocritical because the main thing is she doesn't want john to tell people that he's the the rightful heir based off of her i don't think she was so she was going to torture i really don't no no that's not what i'm talking that's what i'm talking about what i'm saying is if it was really just to to do what she claimed she wanted to do um then then why was she so scared because she John? because what it was is she didn't want to give up the power no it's because she believes in her own destiny she believes she's the one and as i said she walked into she walked into a fire and came out of it with three dragons she's believing she is the chosen one she's believing it is her destiny to free everyone to liberate the the world and John will pose a threat to that intentionally or not. Right. And, and whether or not she mass murders a million people, it doesn't matter to her anyway. But I like your point, Mike, that you said she had already determined when she confronted Tyrion with Jamie's capture that she had already determined that she was going to torch King's Landing because most people who said that the bells made her snap and that's when she decided to burn King's Landing. When in fact, I think what happened was the bells made her stop and consider maybe I should do what Tyrion said. And then she said, fuck that. I'm going to do what I wanted to do right from the beginning, which was torch the city from the beginning. So uh, that's a different take. I like that take. And, and we can, we can argue whether that was effectively done or not, because again, for me, I had the idea that she just kind of went nuts at that point, and that was why I was kind of confused. To me, this is a this is a better reading of it, or at least it's a reading that's more consistent with the text, with what is actually played out on screen. Um, and I said last week, I wanted to get into her head. I'm hoping we get into her head this week. And we did. Um, and, the, and this is... And into her heart, with a and, knife. And with a knife. Um, and I really liked the way John played this. Uh, John Snow, um, Harrington played this. 
Mm-hmm. Um, he is trying desperately to find a way to rationalize not murdering this woman. Yep. Um, I will say, if there's another thing I have not particularly cared for, I've never really cared for the John and Danny thing because I don't think they had great chemistry together. No, not really. Um, yeah, yeah. Danny, pretty much no one had chemistry with her in Westeros, to be honest. <laughs> Everybody, like, ugh. she well, was an invader. No, she was a foreign invader. I mean, no, 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 everybody... no, but no I'm not talking. No, chemistry being the chem- the actors, I didn't think had chemistry. Oh, okay, interesting. Okay, go on. Um, so, um, you know, so I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that story not having gone anywhere. Still, think it was really weird that Varys was the only one who was like, "Hello, aunt and nephew." Does nobody see a problem with this? <laughs> Right. No one else bothered mentioning it, and I don't know. Maybe they just were like, you know, I'm not mentioning because it it's just creepy. <laughs> um, like I said, Varys will have statues built. Oh, I, I or he's not that. mentioned in the book, just like Tyrion. Right. Uh, <laughs> so, um, I the thought that the next book. scene was actually more interesting. Uh, to me, because I'm the dragon guy. Oh, oh! Um, one thing, Eric, before you begin, I did like how once he stabs Danny, there is no words. In other words, she uh-huh. says she's basically dead in like seconds. So it's not like I'm sorry or I love you or I made a mistake or or fuck you or anything like that. She just dies. He says you'll always be my queen as he kills her. Mm-hmm. Or no, and then no. Kills her, so no, no. I'm saying she says nothing because she could have said I'm sorry or I hate you, or any other number of things, and she doesn't. She just dies. And I thought that was great, because it leaves it as is, what, how we see her. And it wasn't like making her sympathetic or evil. It just makes her die. And I thought that was, <laughs> was kind of good. So after she dies, um, Drogon senses the disturbance in the Force, and... Uh, and shows up and I got to give props to the animators because, Oh, holy crap. This, uh, he kind of like nudges her body. Uh, and it's just like my fucking cats nudge things with their heads. It was, I was really impressed, uh, with, with the way they did that. Uh, and this is the reason why we didn't get our elephants. (laughs) That's fine. Uh, well, I, I'm not the one coast. complaining about the elephants. <laughs> but, um, so he he realizes that she's dead, and realizes that John did it. And there's this moment where uh, he's baring his teeth at John, and John's ready for it. John's gonna take it like a man. Uh, he's, like he's, he's he's like, okay, I killed her. You're going to roast me. I get it. Let's go. Um, and then instead of roasting John, Drogon turns his breath to the side uh, and just melts the Iron Throne to sludge. Um, and then uh, roaring at John to make it clear that he's very, very angry, uh, he then delicately picks up Danny's body in one of his claws and flies away. Right. And I thought that whole sequence was so awesome. Uh, and I also thought it was fascinating that, that Drogon didn't actually kill John. 
Um, well, and I'm wondering well, if it's because he knew he can't kill a Targaryen, or if uh, he realized that John actually did the right thing. Yeah, well, there's a couple of things that are lead up to this, which are pretty good. The first, only two items I have no before we answer that question about what Drogon was probably thinking. Um, even though he may be somewhat of an animal, he's probably still has some thought process that probably smarter than most of the people that Sam wanted to vote. <laughs> so what what happened was well, definitely uh, Edmure Tully, that's for sure. Um, uh, anybody related to Caitlin's an idiot. Uh, I mean, specifically Tully related. Um, but either way, let me explain what I was going to say was John had seen Varys get toasted, so he saw it firsthand. So that was one thing that he had seen, because prior to that, we have seen it many times, but he had never seen it until Varys died. So he knew he was done. And the other thing was is that Drogon shoots to the side because he decides not to burn John, but he doesn't go for the throne the first time. And then he takes a second breath, and then he takes out the throne. So and I thought that was interesting too and obviously that was a huge symbol as well of something what 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 it is i mean is debatable uh but obviously what it means is no one's going to sit on the throne uh at all because it's it's gone um but what it and, means and that has me curious about my my office pool now because i you know because it says nobody sits on the iron throne who's going to sit on the iron throne i was the only one who said no one sits on the iron throne but bran does end up being king of the six kingdoms so but he's not sitting on the iron throne cuz iron throne is not, not there. sitting on the iron throne so but so do i get credit for that that's what i want to know i want to know what the umpire rules on that i one. i say yes yes see i'm with you mike i'll back your ass all right there yeah, we go cuz i don't know that i would wait. Iron, i just want not credit only for is that. the iron throne itself non-existent uh, he also let the North remain independent, so it's not really the Iron Throne in the Seven Kingdoms anymore. That's right. And, and let's be honest, Bran doesn't need a throne. <laughs> That's true. He's got a mobile throne. He does. Does that have GPS, do you think? <laughs> just... He does, yes. Does he get three minutes on the mobile throne? <laughs> um, okay, so <laughs> this is... This is <laughs> Um, the first 40 minutes to the, this, uh, episode. Yeah. So and, here's and, a thing. Do, do you think, do you think Drogon intentionally torched the throne or was he just spouting out fire and rage and the throne just kind of was in the way? I, well, again, I'm it was not sure. It, the only reason I, I, I'm not sure either, but I could see how some people would think he did it intentionally because again, it was the second breath. It really depends on how smart you think Drogon is, right. because I'm sure that if Drogon can actually understand what people are saying, smarter than Edmure Tully, he he heard enough conversations about the Iron Throne to realize what was up. Yeah, maybe. And maybe he wanted to destroy it because it's the the desire for the Iron Throne was was actually what took out Danny. Yeah, I don't think it has to be answered. I think that's a perfect example of the sort of thing that you can kind of decide for yourself. Mm -hmm. um, I, we don't know that we don't know whether he knows that John killed Danny or not. Right. You know, he just found Danny dead. Oh, I'm pretty sure he knows John killed her. Uh, well, remember, he sure, let him in but, in the first place. But we still don't 
know. I mean, it's not explained where Drogon comes out and goes, I know you killed Danny. So, right, again, it gets kept back to the intelligence to the dragon. Exactly. Uh, I, I think that one's... I, I think the dragon's smart enough to put two and two together because uh, he let... Danny was in there by herself. Drogon let John pass, and then Danny's dead. So what the fuck else happened? <laughs> Don't well, she, she fell. Valyria she Sand fell on a knife. She had, a, she had an aneurysm. She was she was running with a knife and she tripped. She had a weak heart and had a heart attack. <laughs> These no, things I happen. believe Drogon's smarter than that. Yeah. All right, yeah, it's probable. And then you know, and then the real question is then what? What happens with Drogon flying away, and where is he taking her? That's what I want to know. I, and I think that works really well as something. That would be my guess because we know he went to Dragonstone when he ran away from Danny mm-hmm. back in season five because we saw Tyrion and uh, Jorah see him flying overhead. Right. Um, why did he take her there? Who knows. Well, we, don't know. we don't know. That's where. She, he and I, but I think it works well as a mystery. But what I also like is because they said that the dragons returning were the sign of magic returning to the world. So mm-hmm. this leaves magic in the world of Westeros. Is, is that the book or is that the show? They should say it in the show. Okay. So that still leaves magic in the world, even if it's even if Drogon is not necessarily living among them. So it's still, again, Ford's opportunity. We know that they're doing spinoffs. Who knows if they're ever going to do one going forward? Um, but it, it's I want to watch the sequel, Drogon Fucks Everybody Up. That's going to be the title. Well, I, I hope it's all in. Drogon oh, Strikes Back. I hope it's <laughs> It'll be, uh, maybe, it'll, maybe he'll just go and destroy Dorne. Speaking of past plot points that they destroyed. Them. Anyway, th- that was the 40-minute point, and once this happens and Joran leaves, the evil uh, cloud that was drenched the first 40 minutes disappears, meaning the, right, the, right. The, the strange music, the ash, all that stuff just goes poof, and daylight and, and like beautiful spring is here again. Now, we flash forward about uh um, I don't Two know weeks? how three weeks. It's yeah. several weeks. Tyrion, Tyrion says makes the been, reference to the past few weeks. Three weeks that he's been sitting in the cell. So it's been several weeks. He got a good amount of fair growth on Jon Snow's face. Yeah. Um, we don't we don't see Jon Snow get arrested, but we find out that he basically turns himself in or or was captured because right because I saw a lot. How they know Jon did it? It's like it's fucking Jon Snow. Someone <laughs> walks up and says. John, what happened to Danny? Oh, I murdered her, her, and I murdered her, and Drogon flew off with all of the evidence that would implicate me. You would you would have no way of knowing that I murdered her, but I did it. Right. Well, oh, that's, wait a minute. Jon Snow is the whether or not they knew it was him. Jon Snow is the type with his yeah, honor. He would totally turn himself in. Oh yeah, he he would. He would admit to it. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not sure how that played out because I I, I find it hard to see that. Grey Worm wouldn't have executed him on the spot. Right. Right. Uh, so that's a that's an odd thing that we didn't that maybe there's a reason why they didn't show it play out because of that. But I also think Grey Worm is in the end, he is a soldier, he is not a leader. Right. Necessarily. And so I don't know that he would know what to do without Danny there telling him what to do. 
Yeah, Grey Worm is similar to Jon Snow. He's not a bright bulb. Not 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 like that. Tactically, probably. Um good at commanding his his, his men, but Well Jon Snow is, is I mean, what I mean is Jon Snow is, is a born leader as well, charisma and all that, too. So what I mean He's is... He's a born leader on the battlefield, not a born leader in the uh, in the throne room. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So they're, they don't, they're not... He's not wise to pop the political world, in a sense. Uh, and uh, why it was so good that Jon doesn't end up on the throne, because, again, he would have been a fucking <laughs> awful leader. Right. Well, it, it depends. I, I think he would have had probably the correct advisors, but again, it, it, we're not going to find that out, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Killed. Dead. Right there? He would have been dead. Would've, throat would have been cut. Oh, okay. Uh, Master of Coin probably would have done it. <laughs> um, well, he, I mean, I mean, he he was loved in the North, so he would have been fine as, as king in the North, probably, but uh, either way, um, now, this, 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 this this is the thing is that well actually probably Arya too because Arya no Varys probably ruined support. it because he revealed yeah. he's not a true Northman <laughs> yeah he is he's half he's half Stark because half because, because uh, Sansa's not a true Northman either because she's half uh, Riverland run her last name is Stark I, I, I understand name but but blood he's still fifty percent Stark his, his last name is Targaryen Snow. You need to you should stop. Both no, he, when he became King of the North. He became he became Rob Stark. Stop. I mean, uh, John. Stop. All right. Anyway, stop. who cares about that? Let's get back to the episode. So, so basically, what happens is we find out that Grey Worm cannot be defeated or arrested without another huge battle. Mm-hmm. There's no reason that they could win or could lose. It could be a foot coin toss at this point. We don't know because there's no dragon. But the point is, is if they attempt to take Grey Worm down or Grey Worm attempts to take them down, they both understand. They're both smart enough to know that it's probably not wise. Yeah. They're a stalemate. Right. Exactly. So if if Grey Worm tries to round up everybody to arrest and kill, then there's a war. And if they go for Grey Worm, who you could technically say is a war criminal, then there's a war. So there's nothing. It's a stalemate. Absolutely. It's like, you know, it just happens. Um, so that's where they're at the stalemate, right? So why Jon Snow can't just be released and become the, the, the king because Grey Worm refuses. And so they have to make a deal to see what they're going to do. Um, and, and, again, there's, and there's people like like Yara that won't accept him either because there were people there that had pledged their loyalty to Danny. Right. But again, it wouldn't matter because Arya was going to kill them all. <laughs> no, she, <laughs> I should like that moment when Yara gonna, was saying that she she pledged her loyalty to Danny. And Arya's like, say say something about killing my brother one more time and I'll slit your throat. It's like, exactly. okay then. <laughs> well, she didn't have to kill his brother, but she didn't have to support him either. Um, well, well, yeah, but she wanted John dead, and and yes. Arya said, if you do it again, she was fine. on Grey Worm's side, right? But that doesn't mean that she was going to vote for him to be king. What? Uh, are, you, are we talking about the same thing? Uh, well, no, we're talking about whether or not he's going to be executed. Or not, I thought. No, I know, but you also talked about him going on the throne. I said one of the problems oh. of him being on the throne is the fact that he didn't have the support right. of a number of people, probably unhappy that he murdered Dan. But, 
but honestly, the Greyjoys are fucking losers anyway. They've been losers for centuries because they kept on <laughs> yeah. getting in fights. They've always been yeah. hated Especially the Greyjoys. Especially boy. Yeah, all of them. They're all fucking scumbags. To be honest, that's the funny thing, Eric. Out of all the Greyjoys, he was probably the most most uh, normal. Competent. Yeah, more, exactly. The rest of them were just a bunch Competent, of... Competent, I'll give you. But yeah. <laughs> normal, I won't. Um, well, he's, not, he's not normal. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the Greyjoys are the Greyjoys. They are one of the least of the so great we houses. This, we have this little conference here. Sorry, it's getting late. Uh, I'm yeah. just trying to speed things up. Um, so we have this little conference here where they're trying to decide what to do. And uh, we've got Bran and Arya and Sansa and Davos and Brienne and, and Yara Robin. and Robin Aaron. And the Prince of Dorne, whatever the fuck his name is, and yeah. who is the who is the dude all the way on the left uh, with the white hair? Uh, I don't think we know. Okay. And Edmund uh, Tully was there. Oh, Gendry. Was Gendry there? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because he was representing the the Storm's End, which is the Baratheon house. Okay. So they're all there to try and. Oh, wait out. a minute. Hold on. Uh, well. Keep talking. I've got it on an article, so. <laughs> so they're all there trying to decide what to do. And uh, Tyrion tries to say something, and, and Grey Worm threatens him. Uh, but then <sighs> he ends up being able to talk again. <laughs> they're trying to decide who should be. And I guess Tyrion suggests that the people who are there should decide who should be the king. And Edward. Tully stands up and starts to nominate himself. <laughs> He's like, well, I've been through two wars, uh, and I think I've learned a great deal about statescraft. <laughs> and Sansa's just like, uncle, please sit. And she, she shoots him this look. Oh, I want, a, I want an animated gif of that look. It's so awesome. She just like makes this motion with her eyes, like sit the fuck down. <laughs> yeah, you're you're a bore. And, don't, don't, and don't, I was happy to see him come back because it was kind of an unresolved plot thread, right? Uh-huh. That there was this character that just disappeared <laughs> a while yeah. ago, twice. Guy, ca- I love the fact I'm a veteran of two wars, and we're captured in both of them, right, right, um, right, without putting up a fight. Um, yeah, he's oh, wait, a fun. Yeah, and so I mean, I even saw people complaining about that. But they brought back characters we haven't seen. It was her one scene. Everybody else was just a stand-in. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. I kind of liked that they had Robin Aaron there. I'm, I'm kind of sorry he didn't get to say anything, but yay, you know, because um, I want to know just how stupid he grew up to be. So then Tyrion comes out with this big speech about how. Well, oh, no, no, no! You he, forgot the no. important one. No, what? there's a couple of things. Sam a... standing up for democracy. Oh, yeah, if you think that's important. Well, I think that was I important thought... because I think that was totally trolling fans. It was. And I thought that was hysterical. I almost because... made a joke online about, about Sam inventing democracy before this episode aired. Oh. And when he stood up and started saying, I was like, no, they're not going to. No, they're not going <laughs> to. And then, And then you saw, I was like, oh, my God, even I, you know. And I'm looking and I'm like going, oh my god, this just sounds. This seems like such a horrible idea coming out of Sam, because we've all we 
just spent eight years in, in Westeros, and we know what the common people are like. Um, there's a reason why it took a while for democracy to kind of catch on amongst everybody and not just the, you know, the <laughs> landowners. And even Sansa and, you know, yeah, and Davos, they're, they're kind of like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah. right. The illiterate red masses are going to be voting? No. And then, uh, and then after that, they, they tell him to shut up, similar to Edmund Tully. Yes. And um, then the guy that was Robin Aaron's, um, uh, I guess, uh, um, what, what was the, the person that, that, um, Jan, that's, oh, that's, that's, that's right. Uh, Yon Royce. Yeah. Yon Royce, that guy. Yeah. Who was basically Sansa's hand during the, the war in the North. Um, she, he, he basically says to Tyrion, I suppose you would want to be King Tyrion. And, and, and that's when Tyrion, Begins because he turns down being king, even though Grey Worm still still wanted to kill him even after the this, this speech. But um, this is when he bring does his whole spiel. And Eric, you were going to talk about this spiel. I think it's lame. Uh, <laughs> he talks about how powerful a good story is, and and who has better stories than the guy that can see everything our entire past and. And and blah blah blah, and therefore Bran should be king. And for some reason, everybody thinks this is a good idea. And I'm just like, what? Well, <laughs> I think the idea of story, if you pay if you pay attention to politics, you know, they will talk about the narrative. They will talk about the, the you know the the bio, right? What's their bio? Yeah, but the way it was and presented that's here why, was like, super lame. Oh, it's a well, it's. It is a good story. I mean, oh, um, the, story, the, the best part of the story, of course. Now, this, this is also admittedly part of it being we're writers and stories are important. So there's a little that, bit of see, that. See, that's the whole thing I got from it. Is this um, like, oh, my God, what a bunch of self-important bullshit. But, but, but people like a good story. And so, ooh, this would make an interesting And I think everybody liked it because, as Sansa pointed out, he can't get it up. And so um, yeah, not, thanks. Uh, I'm sure Bran was happy with oh, her for that oh, one. Right, thanks, right, right, right. So, uh, so, and you know, he's a crippled boy in Westeros. You know, dealing with their medicine, their ages. You know, who knows how long he's going to survive before there's a kidney infection or or something terrible happens to him uh, as a side effect, um, or maybe he'll live. You know, 300 years like the old Three Eyed Raven. Who knows? Um, but there's a good chance, right, that, eh, you know what, he'll be good temporary, and then we'll get one of our people on the throne. Well, and there's uh, a couple of things, is which I said, which is the, these people have shown that they can't uh, do anything right. So it's better to have someone that's more than human lead them. And, and this guy, this kid here, Bran Stark, is more than human because he obviously is the three-eyed raven as well. Uh, his story is... Uh, pretty impressive based off of uh um you know if you put it on paper well and and, and, and we get to see this we get to see this uh, in the next scene when Brienne writes Jamie's story and if you you know so it, i think i think it it's effective but go on Eric, you can say something i was just going to say and let's stop and 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 consider this situation for a moment um, cuz here's the deal uh Brienne sees everything Right, he's the three-eyed raven. Uh, 
I think he's a mastermind and he wanted to sit on the throne the whole time because he says he doesn't. He says, oh, I don't want to sit on the throne. Oh, I don't want to sit on the throne. But he does. And then and then they're like, will you sit on the throne if we ask you to? And he's like, well, why do you think I came all this way? So he knew the consequences of everything that he was telling everybody. He knew what was going to happen when he forced Sam to tell John about his heritage. He knew the chain of events was going to take place after that that was going to result in the death of a million people. And he did it all as a power grab so he could have the throne to himself. Bran is the ultimate master of the Game of Thrones. Well, when you get to see the moves play out, you know, it, it helps. It helps right. a lot. Well, what, let's uh, talk about this for a second. Yeah, the, the, the thing is, is just like uh, the Red Witch and Barak Dondarrion, there's a bigger purpose for a lot of these characters that they themselves aren't allowed to control, but their pawns of greater uh, entities or beings or like supernatural Bran. or whatever. And Bran, and Bran, as the Three-Eyed Raven, is just another one of those people. Because we remember, he was just, just this little kid who started getting these dreams of, of the Raven and all this other stuff. So he was chosen just as... Uh, was chosen and so forth so what I'm thinking is that all this stuff that he could foresee doesn't matter because it's all predestined anyway I would have liked personally um, because it becomes harder to justify certain things I would have kind of liked it if because we know the night he's tied and was connected to the Night King and no I'm not saying I wanted Brand to be the Night King if his only, powers only when he got touched, though, right? But I'm saying if his powers were tied to the Night King, in that they, he he could not see past the point of the Night King's death of I that confrontation. I, I don't think so because he already had power. No, he said he would have liked that. Oh, oh, oh! I see. I would have liked it if they had said if they had said like, well, and what will happen next? And he said, I don't know. I can't see farther than that. Gotcha. Right, but, I know he knows everything. And he knows and a little what, bit and, and we only we only got select visions of his. Maybe he's like Doctor Strange and he can see fourteen million different timelines. And he just chose the one that would put him on the throne. And there's none of them which which in which Grey Worm gets laid. So um <laughs> uh, Yeah, I see here's the thing. Let's let's look at that oh, sorry, sorry, I read through that article real quick. All those people we didn't know were people we don't know. So there was no names there. There were just clearly placeholders for people. Because remember, uh, for, so many uh, houses uh, are done, right, are down. Like, I, I saw some people didn't understand why was Sam sitting in. Because he is the last member of... He's the last Tarly. Tarly, right? So he's there as the last Tarly. He's not there because he's part of the, the, the one of the Meisters. He's there as a Tarly. Right. Um, well, and then there's the joke that Davo says, "I I don't even know if I have a right to vote because it's right. not even a house." Right. So, so there was there was it was basically leaders of the houses and various important individuals and the the they were the know. leftovers. Yeah. Yeah. So right, and so there's a lot of them. Yeah, like because why was Brienne there too? Right, Brienne she had no reason to vote either, technically. So, but anyway, continue. Well, she was Lady Brienne of uh, Tarth, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, we don't know don't, what happened. I don't think she was a. I don't think she was ever a leader 
Uh, no, yeah, but she could be speaking. Family. You could argue she was. She's a knight, but I don't think they traditionally have a say. Okay, in yeah, you, you could, could argue be a proxy for her house, uh, right, for well, the anyway, for the Sapphire Island. Um, but so of all the the people that were gathered there, don't you dare say it, Phil. Who was going? Was there a better candidate than Bran? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> oh no! Actually, to How be can honest, you set them up like that and then just tell them not it, to say it. Well, to be honest, I, I'll, I'll, I'll be I'll be fair. Um, I, I I still think Brian Brian was still the best because he could see everything. He was supernatural and he was more than human. Now Eric has a good point, which he suspect because he's probably foresaw the millions of deaths and all this other stuff. But again, I, I'll play the devil's advocate and say that he was just a pawn because we saw him prior as a boy before he became possessed as the, the, the uh, raven. So if we remove him, then uh, yeah, obviously Sansa for sure. However, Sansa, as I was stating to Sean Fox offline, um, would never want the throne. Oh, she would she never accept it. Because she's never been a supporter of the throne. Her goal in her entire life as an adult, was a, a northern and have his baby. Was, was was a northern patriot, and she always wanted independence, and always believed <laughs> that the 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 north was You're taken. Totally rewriting history. Well, she's no, no, she is saying as an adult. I said as an adult, Eric. For less she year. always. She always was a Northern patriot and wanted independence for the North, similar to Rob, just like her brother Rob. Right. Rob declared and independence for the North, and when he was fighting the Lannisters, he wasn't fighting to get the throne. He was fighting for independence of the North. And she has, and and she does not trust. Good luck, brother. Uh, bad things happen when Starks go south. Hmm. And she's already been victim of a lot of those bad things. My brother can go. That's fine. <laughs> to be fair, she didn't want him to go either. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would. But he accepted. But I think, right, of the ones that were assembled there, you, if, is there a single person there? Like one of the... Davos. You know, so, so, oh, well, no, no. Actually, actually um, the guy that was the um, Sansa's hand. The guy that... Uh, brought, I don't think... Uh, he, I, he wasn't highborn enough, I don't think. And and then Rob and Aaron forget about. I don't think there's anyone there that everybody believes would they be an okay choice. I don't think he would be necessarily anyone's, let's say, third choice because everyone's first choice is themselves. <laughs> I think I don't, Davos would be a good king. I, I think he would be a good king. I think uh, he was more. He's, he's more of a hand. He's more of a hand. But yeah, I think he he would be a fine fine ruler to to some degree. Uh, but nobody would agree to because he's lowborn. Nobody would yeah, want. Yeah, you're right. So it's it's again it's who you know who fits it and of all the characters there, he is the head of his house. I think Bran is is the best. Now I think you have a problem, Sansa. Thank you very much. She said, "Okay, I'm going to put my brother on the throne. Now my brother's on the throne. We're going to have his entire support structure leave the kingdom. And the next time there's a when Bran finally does die and it's time to do this vote because we're no longer part of the kingdom, the Starks don't get a say in who the rulers are." And at well, some point, that's fine uh, because but, they've got that whole core group there still. Yeah, and I don't, well, think Starks, I don't think the stock will give a rat's ass who the leader is because obviously, no matter what, if there's an independent nation, you're always going to have worries whether or not that independent nation is a threat to you. But 
at this point, you prefer to be independent yourself. So being independent yourself, you're going to have to accept the fact that other countries could be dangerous to you. Oh, so anyway, anyway, all I'm saying is that Bran is a mastermind and he won the Game of Thrones. Right. Not all the kings going forward are going to be neutered and unable to father children. Yep. So at some point, this is going to be an issue. At some point, there will be power plays. Once the armies have rebuilt, there will be some who are stronger than others who will twist arms to make sure their their sons and their sons' sons end up on the throne. And at some point, one of them is going to say, we need to bring the kingdom that got away back into the fold. Well, but that's and not this episode. Think, what happened this episode? What happened right. next? I'm just saying, and, and by the way, we need one to speed other things thing, up. It's taking way too long. No, but, but Mike, lost, has, Mike, it's a yeah, fair I'm just point. Saying, you're right, but but it's better to be independent now than worry about that because otherwise it's a short-term solution. But you're never going to be independent. You're either independent or you're not. Oh my god! And you have to choose. So anyway, anyway, and the other thing is this: is that everyone seemed to forget. They remember the the whole thing with last season about the wolf pack. Yeah, yes. they were strong when we're together. And what happens yeah. at the end? All right, we're all going our own way. <laughs> We're going to leave Sansa That's behind. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. We're going to leave Sansa behind. Uh, What's the worst yeah. that could happen? <laughs> actually, 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 though, you're taking it out of context because what she was implying was the Stark family. Yeah, and they all went to the four corners of the wind. Well, that that's a fair point. I I, 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 <laughs> I, I, I was curious about. about that, too, because I would have thought Arya would have been better off as an advisor in the North. <clears throat> And oh, because just, nobody wants oh, to but that's watch. that's not her. Yeah, it's not her, and nobody wants to see the spinoff Arya, advisor to the Queen. That's <laughs> not the spinoff people want. <laughs> right. Well, well it's weird way, that she chose a life at sea. <laughs> well, no, no, no. She, we, we, don't, we don't know if she's actually going to sea. She could be going to a, some continent. She's, she's on, a, on a boat. boat. <laughs> yeah, but you have to, that's the only way you can leave Westeros is to get on a boat. So it has nothing to do on with it. I don't know why you're disputing that she's at sea, then. Well, you're, you're implying that that's where, how it's going to be for the rest of her life. I think it's just... Well, for the foreseeable future, because nobody knows what the fuck is out there. Either way, again, like you said, Eric, we're, we're getting off, off this episode. Um, so let's get back on this episode. So, yeah, they, they do scatter, which is interesting. The, the stocks do. Because John is, has to leave, because that's the only way Grey Worm will accept a truce. Um, and Arya, by choice, leaves, mm-hmm. and Bran leaves because obviously he becomes the leader of now the Six Kingdoms because he grants independence to the North, mm-hmm. and Sansa becomes the the last mm-hmm. of the the Northern Starks to actually stay in what is known as the North because even though John is in the North, he's on the other side of the wall. Well, and let's talk about John being on the other side of the wall. I was very confused about this whole thing. They they put him back on the Night's Watch, Which but it stu- doesn't seem like there is a Night's Watch anymore. So was that or end around Grey Worm there for them to just send him up north to be free? It, the whole thing was silly because I agree. And and again, it's not. Maybe this is in George R. R. Martin's idea too. The point of the Night's Watch was to protect the North against. Well, I should say the Seven Kingdoms. Well, not just the Night King. It was to protect the Seven Kingdoms from all the threats north of the Wall, and that included the Wildlings. However, the Night King is But the 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 Wildlings why they built the Wall, right? Yeah, yeah, the Wall was to prevent the the, uh, Night King from coming over, or the others from coming over. However, 
the, the, since the Night King and others basically disappeared from the face of the earth for a thousand years, the Night's Watch effectively were a protector against, in the wall, were a protector against uh, the, wow. the, the free folk, the folk who refused to accept so, anything. Well, but now but they I get think, along. That's but I right. Think, so, I think the problem point, with the free folk is that they didn't like the fact that the wall was put up after the fact. I don't right. think it was. I don't think that was ever part of their charge. It was well, gee, it's been a couple hundred years since anyone's seen the zombies, so let's start chasing away these people raiding on the other side of the wall. And that, those were skirmishes. I think the the wildlings were just a a side effect of of a exactly. mixture of boredom and other things. Um, I don't know what the purpose. I think part of it is an end around uh, Grey Worm. Um, it has to be. And, but they do so many for the for the white the watch anymore because n- n- there were no there were no men in black up there there was, there was no white it was all wildlings right and i think though they there has to be a place for the for the uh bastards and broken things to go so it may still be a place where they can say all right you know what go to canada fuck you go to canada you're an <laughs> asshole go to canada with the rest of the assholes go up there show, see that see that see that red here dude making fox sounds at him yeah go go send go there and uh, the guy writing the really long email goes to go to him. And... But it's still, it's still, it is, honestly, if there's one flaw of the entire eight seasons, is that they say that there's still going to be a Night's Watch. Because, sure, well, people have to go somewhere, lie. but why would they go somewhere where there is no need to protect anybody from Well, anything? because well, there was... That's what I'm saying. I think the whole thing was a lie that they made up. That's what I'm thinking. The fool Grey Worm and letting them go. That's well, and there there were things originally above the wall, giants, ice spiders, things like that, too. Um, not for a thousand years. Yeah, well, it worked. It worked as a punishment. Go north. Go north. Young I man. just think it's cute that John and Tormund ended up together. Well, but, you know, John has a thing for redheads. He does, especially, well, well, especially wildling redheads. And, and the reason why I agree with you, Eric, that it was just a scam to get room to go fuck off was because they say uh, Tyrion says you know uh john you're not gonna be able to have a wife you're gonna blah, 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 all this other crap but he's basically free he's just north yeah. of the wall so he, right. you know, damn he, well he's gonna have kids and all this other stuff because he can now there's no one no one's gonna stop him who's gonna stop him and and the, and the and thank god that the millions of voices whining about john and ghost were suddenly silenced that was that was pretty awesome. They're like, yeah, oh, let's see pet the goddamn dog here. He's petting the goddamn dog. Shut up. Well, and that's the thing. I, you know, one thing I have to say that's funny, and 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 Eric, you're a little bit in this too because you love the dragons. But the dragons are cool because they destroy stuff. So I, I can understand why someone would be the, a part of the cult of the dragons. But the the wolves, and no offense to Sean Fox or anyone else. I never was attached to any of them because, honestly, they were inconsequential to the entire story of Game of Thrones. They, they, we didn't even need to have the wolves in the in the show. That's how in, insignificant they were to the entire show. So, I never I was attached to any that of statement. But I, I see where you're coming from. You're right. Exactly. At least you can understand what I'm talking about. So, it, it's just interesting. Um, how there there was this cult of like we must have the wolves survive, and, and, which is fine because you know the wolves are cool and whatever. But I, I I always felt they were inconsequential to why I liked the show. But 
but a lot of people like they, the they didn't have much of an effect on the plot. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, they were they were a tiny plot point in the first season. Yes, they're very important in the first season because uh, obviously it was a symbol of, of the, the House of Stark, but also it was important because they had to murder, I mean, kill one of the wolves, which obviously was another uh, moment in Sansa and Arya's um, life that made them see that, okay, this is a bad world. That they yes. Yeah, they worked as symbolism, but not much beyond that. It, it is the biggest... Missed opportunity besides not putting hot pie in the throne. <laughs> right. Well, and to be honest, though, I mean, I read the first book and a half, um, and they didn't really play much of a, a plot, even in. in yeah, the they 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 don't hang around very long. Yeah. So fair enough. Um, all right, so let's talk about uh, so, a couple of other things I want to bring up, which is it's interesting how Tyrion becomes this hand and he gets this great life. And yet, he was a co-conspirator with with John to kill Danny. But just because he convinced Dan- John to be the one to stab, John is fucked and has to go up living in the friggin' ice cold Canada, while Tyrion gets to live it up with wine. Tyrion and always seems Down. to land on his feet. <laughs> yeah, I felt that was unfair. I felt that was unfair. Um, I did like the fact that they brought back his story um, about the. Honeycomb and the Jackass. Yeah, the Honeycomb and the Jackass, uh, which is, I think the third time. Oh, <laughs> first time we've got the Nagger finish. Yeah. Um, I, I did write. I did take a, a photograph of uh, Rianne, her story. Basically, she takes the book of Knights. Oh, yeah, it was a cool moment. And yep. she decides to fill it in. And of course, we had our haters on. Mine that I, I heard that was complaining, saying she's a woman and she's and she about, can write. Yeah, and she's loving Jamie, but it's like, oh fuck, shake, shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, but let me let me uh, read the thing she wrote, and it's true. Everything she wrote is true, and it is the the it's words just, of the winners. Right, she gets to write the story because she was on the winning side. And she decides to finish Jamie's story to make him look good. Right, exactly. And technically, um, and, and when you really and look... she doesn't lie either because she wouldn't do that. That's correct. And if you go through Jamie's story, 8 arc, even if he was a, a strange guy, he did a couple of bad things, which we know he pushed Bran, he killed uh, the Karstak people but again you could say that's part of trying to escape from prison and then but the, the one that i think was the most offensive besides pushing brand was he killed his his uh cousin uh to escape so otherwise when you really look at it besides those three things incidents he really didn't do anything that was outrageously evil he was just happened to be a Lannister on the Lannister side. So if you like look at the Lannisters as evil, fine, that's fine. But if you don't look at, at the Lannisters side as evil, and he was and he was just working for his family in his house, well, and he honestly and, only did three acts that you could argue were 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 bad. And one of them, I would say, was trying to escape from prison. Well, there's also the fact that he was the Kingslayer, right? And yep. a lot of people held that against him. But when you hear his his version of the story, he was actually a lot like John. Yes. Absolutely. So and, and, we, we well, as, as audience, know that, that that was a good thing for him to do and that people should thank him for it. 
but not everybody else knows that they should thank him for that. Absolutely. And well, let me read a story before you go uh, yes, say, sir. Mike, but this is what, what Brian wrote. She wrote, took River Run from the Tully Rebels without loss of life, which is true. Because Edmure is an idiot. Yeah, well, no, Edmure, that's not true. He, whether he's an idiot or not, he was arrested during the Red Wedding. Thanks, it was a joke, Mike. Phil. Just, it, was a, it was a joke, Phil. Just keep going. Oh, okay. Uh, Lord the Unsullied into attacking... Uh, Castle Rock, sacrificing his childhood home in the greater in a, in, and it's a little dark here uh, in uh, to, for a greater strategy, which is true. Um, outwitted the Targaryen forces to seize High Garden, which is true. Mm-hmm. Fought at the Battle of the Gold Road bravely, narrowing escaping death by dragonfire, which is true. Also pledged true. himself to the forces of men and rode north to join them at Winterfell, uh, def- uh, facing face the army of the dead and um, defeat the Night King. Uh, defended castle against impossible odds until the d- death of the Night King. Escaped imprisonment and rode south in an attempt to save the capital from destruction, died protecting his queen. Mm-hmm. And then she, she also wrote, lost his hand, uh, and she was talking about how she was saved, but they, they didn't really show that. They, then they cut. Yeah, I, I noticed you left the part out about Catelyn Stark. What do you mean? Oh, oh, you're right. Yeah, I, I forgot to take the photograph of that. You're right. Mike. For God. Yeah, I know. <laughs> No, no, no. That's true. He, she, she also. Uh, well, that was the part with the hand, because what happened? She cut off the. They, they switched scenes and just showed her face, and then they went back, and that was gone. And so I didn't get a picture of that. But what it said was, uh, gave his word to, Cat uh, Caitlin Stark to protect his two da- her two daughters, um, and, and in the process lost his hand, and then that's when it cut off. So you're right. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up too, Mike. That wasn't an intentional mistake. I just uh, I didn't didn't take a picture of it because they never finished the sentence. Um, and so, so all those things are true. And and you can say some of it's spin, but oh, but it's I, totally spin. A lot of it because um, it, totally, it and it's incomplete because it leaves out the whole fucked his sister. <laughs> but that, but that doesn't matter. Well. <laughs> It, it does because that his him fucking his sister is what brought to the, the seven kingdoms to war. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's right. He, he, well, but you know what? I I think the the issue was, um, yeah, the, the basically I guess in the book, anyway. Uh, Cersei's made sure that every pregnancy that she had with Rob, I mean, uh, uh, the Baratheon king, she aborted. Well, John and John Aaron, the former hand to the king, what yeah. started everything off was him learning yes, that right. all the children of they Robert Baratheon were bastards and not his bastards, right. and so and that got him murdered. That got Ned Stark, the hand of the king. That's the, to the journey to the north. The brand being pushed out the window. All of that stuff because he fucked his sister. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. I got no problem with uh, 
Brienne writing her version of the story to make Jamie look no, good. No, yeah, I agree. I agree. So I, I think that was was a nice moment. It, right. it well, is. And, and, and again, well, well, again, though, the, the the war of men happened for whatever reasons, but again, all the things that she wrote were actually 100% true. Right. She did not lie. Right. She wrote the victor's version of the story. Right, and that and that was the point of the knight's book is to 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 write the good things about these heroes. Well, plus to, he was to... chastised by his father, right? Earlier, and you got to remember his father, three. right? And his father also didn't even know two, that the kids were four. bastards. He always thought they were. <laughs> well, as long as we're talking about books, let's talk about the worst moment in the episode and possibly the entire series. Oh, look. Here's a history of everything that's happened since Robert's uh, Rebellion. I helped them pick the name. It's a song of ice and fire. Oh, God. Barf. It reminded me of There and Back Again, <laughs> A Hobbit's Tale. And I was like, oh, It was awful. Well, does that it was help? totally awful. Does it help that it was foreshadowed last season? No. No. It's still awful. <laughs> Does it yeah, help that Tyrion didn't get mentioned in it? That's <laughs> funny, but it's still <laughs> awful. I actually don't understand how Tyrion didn't get mentioned in it because at the very least, you think they would have mentioned the part about him killing his father, right? About yeah, you know about poisoning Joffrey, and even if the the Meister said, well, he didn't really poison Joffrey, and so he left that out because uh-huh. it wasn't fair to history. He still murdered. He still murdered the hint to the king. I think that's an important part of the history not to leave out. Right. Yeah, he should have been listed if not. Or maybe her, they were just fucking with him and he actually is listed in the book. You're, you're absolutely right. He, he he murdered the hand of the king and, and, a, and a good hand, by the way, even if he was a little evil. Uh, evil. Um, <laughs> He's just a little evil. Yeah, yeah. He, he was a, well, you know what it was, though? He was really only evil against his enemies and and oh, you could argue whether or not that's evil so you could I, say I the know. same thing about danny phil uh, no no Dan, danny mass murdered a million people there's a little difference she saw them as her enemies uh, there's a, there, i i see your point that she saw okay, that okay you see my point good let's move on there, there, there is still a big difference between um i'm right you uh, said it no, it's a big crack murdering civilians and, oh, God. and so much the leaders of your enemies. So there's a little difference. There's a, there's a little difference. Uh, and and you got to remember, Tywin was the one that that had uh, River Run uh, surrender. He was he told Jamie to go and get him to surrender, and he did. <laughs> it's true. No, I, I I got no problem with, with with pointing out that Tyrion was good at his job. He absolutely was. Oh yeah, him and Tommen were great together. It was when he died that's when everything went down the tube. If if he did not die, Tommen would have been a good king. I think you could be right. Yeah, absolutely. It was when he, was, he died. And, and Cersei, by nature, uh, I think Marjorie would have done a good deal to steer him right. Right. And we know he wasn't going to fuck his sister. Because she was dead. And he had some better. Yes, that's correct. Um, yeah, that's true. Um, oh, damn right he did. Holy yeah. shit. So, 
what did so what did you so what did you think of the small council? It was amusing, I, I, but I don't know if I would have made those choices. <laughs> well, given who's left, right? Let's consider that there's probably been massive amounts of death between the several wars, the uh, Danny torching all of King's Landing. Um, I, I I think they were fine choices. They, yeah, they I don't to, know about Bronn. I don't know if I would have put Bron on the small council. Well, don't get me wrong. I like Bron. He amuses me. I think he's a funny guy. I like him in the show. I don't know if he's small council material. Hey, hey, his, his first duty is to help the poor. So you got to give him credit on that. Duty. His first duty is to rebuild the fucking brothels. <laughs> right. Um, no, no, that's what he said. But the, when they first, they said, the, uh, Davos said, we, someone said that you have to help the poor. And he said he's already on it. So he's already on that. Well, what I like is, is his first thing is he says, because remember all this began in, in part with Robert bankrupting the nation. Um, he said, you know, I've got to see if there's, there's, we have money for that. So at the very least, if you can keep, keep the books balanced. Well, and here's, playing, here's playing a minutia question. The, the money? Yes. I have a minutia question, which is that, okay, so seriously took out a massive loan with the Iron Bank yeah, I heard for, for the gold yeah. company and 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 a bunch of other money. Now her and everybody that was associated with her is dead. So how I think, I much think money her. does the kingdom have or not have? I don't think they have to pay him. Yeah, that was that was one of the points back to way back uh, when they when it's they like, uh, when Sir Davos went over to see them to try to get. Some, for Stannis, uh-huh. yeah. and he makes it clear to them that, well, what if that if if she's not on the throne, you can't, you'll never get your money back. Well, right. So okay, here's, here's, let when me rephrase Stannis, my question. When Stannis yes. croaked, let, he no one paid back his debt. Let, let me rephrase my question. Bronn is the master of coin. What coin is he master of? That's a good question. <laughs> Do they have any money? Well, that's what he said. That that was the joke. He. Was, I have to look to see if we have anything in the first place. Oh, right, right? Yeah, and so that's that's just a, a hanging question. Is like, is, is this kingdom even fucking viable at this point? Well, well, you got to remember the Lannisters. Uh, I know uh, where some prime yeah. real estate has opened up. The Lannisters <laughs> are still the Lannisters are still there because Tyrion is there and he's basically the head of the Lannisters. So technically, whatever money the Lannisters still have is part of the kingdom. That's fair, even though Ty- Tywin said it, it's not. Well, the Lannisters thing. were mostly broke, though. Yeah, that's that's what Tywin said. He said they, they were basically hiding it. Um, so they don't have so anything to rebuild. The whole city is trashed, and everybody's going to starve to death or die yeah, of disease. Good, which is why Hot Pie should have been on the throne. He could have baked bread for everybody. Well, Happy we'll ending. So uh, back to a serious note. You're right. I mean, that know, is a serious note. No, no, I'm talking about removing the, the hot pie thing and all that nonsense. Um, the, the point is, is that, yeah, we, we, these are unanswered questions, Eric. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, that kingdom's doomed. <laughs> well, and, I don't, unless I don't Bran, know. Unless Bran can warg into some gold pieces. Well, <laughs> I, could, I could tell you one thing. Um, certain nations were not affected in the war. In other words, the World War II, and sorry for the reference, um, South American countries were a part of the war, uh, and they weren't affected ex- except for the deaths that they, they had when their soldiers 
were over in Europe and, and Asia. So my point is, is that the Dawn and all these other countries that or the kingdoms, out of the six kingdoms and the various houses, a lot of the houses weren't affected by what happened. So they still High Garden was looted. High Garden was looted. I, that I, gold yeah. was taken back to King's Landing and in turn given back to the Iron Bank, who in turn okay. gave the gold company... Uh, this is not what I said. I said... This is what I'm saying right now. No, but Dawn and a, a lot of these other nations weren't affected by the situation. Obviously, Dawn High, is the only one that wasn't dramatically affected, although it did lose, you know, its entire royal family. <laughs> Which one is this? Dorn. Yeah, but we saw that there's now someone on the throne now. Is well, Dorn well, rich? All right, well, I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying that, that they can still tax people and get money. I mean... Uh, again, they're not going to have to pay the debts back to the the goal, the, the the people, you know, no, whoever. I that, but I think the debt that was incurred was in the form of an army, which is now dead. Um, I don't know if there was actual money exchange. Do you? I don't know. I oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Cersei's, there is no debt. Cersei, that's what the loot train was. She All the loot got back to um, King's Landing. Before they got nuked by the dragon, mm. and all that gold went straight to the golden whatever, whatever that Bravos or whatever the hell the place is, and they yeah. they already picked it up. So there is no debt to the the company that got wiped out by Danny. So there is no, so there is no debt. The question now is not the debt. Is there any money? That's the question. Is there any money to to rebuild and and yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. Mm, maybe, uh, maybe Braun will invent credit. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, is there anything else that we haven't um, hit on? Well, so anyway, I did find the completion of Tyrion's story about the brothel. Oh, okay. Um, is it from a reliable it, source? Uh, well, it's one that works, shall we say. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. All right. Tyrion walks into a brothel with a honeycomb and a jackass. The madam says, what can we do for you? Tyrion says, I need a woman to lay with, for mine has left me. The madam says, whatever for? And what's with the honeycomb and the mule? Tyrion says, my woman found a genie in a bottle. He granted her three wishes. The first was a house for, fit for a queen, so he gave her this damn honeycomb. The second wish was that she had the nicest ass in all the land, so he gave her this damn donkey. And the madam says, well, what about the third wish? Well, she asked the genie to make my cock hang down past my knee. And the madam says, well, that one's not so bad, eh? And Tyrion says, not so bad. I used to be six foot three. <laughs> That's the Tyrion joke. All right. Um, you did catch it. Spring is finally returning, right? They show the spring. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. We, we knew that, though, because once the Night King was kaput, it, it, the snow was going, except for yeah. on the other side of the wall, because it's just colder up there. But even outside the wall, you see the sprig of green as they're yeah, marching. Yeah, when the, when the wildlings were marching north. Yes. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. So that'll mm -hmm. all be spring, too. Yeah. That's nice. Sorry, so John's going to be okay. He, well, he well, let's hope that not all the ice melts so they can still uh, torment and John can have their nice ice cave. 
Well, oh, and sorry, and the furs. John John lost all his mojo when he wasn't wearing his furs. That's that's true. He is. I, w- he I wonder if wear the Peter, furs a lot. Do you think there's Peter in this world? <laughs> Probably not. Peter. Yeah. Peta, Peta, Peta. You know, you know those, those, those. Oh, Peta, animal rights people. Wolves. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you know they're wearing furs. You know, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, uh, I, know, I don't think there's anybody paint. running around Rustros with spray paint. Yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> if, if anything, those people would get their heads chopped off. I think. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Anything else that we wanted to bring up about this episode? Uh, next week we'll talk about the the season and the series as a whole. Um, I thought some of the visuals were amazing. I love that dragon wing Danny moment. It was a oh, that phenomenal. Was awesome. um, the best. I mean, that was awesome. Well, there I, were there are a couple of things that I Drogon considered and messed the up. Was beautiful. That yeah. was beautiful. Yeah, there are a couple oh, of Danny things I considered missteps, which like uh, the song of ice and fire was fucking lame. Was um, but for the most part, it was pretty solid. Yeah, yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I, 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 the first forty minutes with the the dread of hell it was just awesome. I, I just thought it was great. Danny's character made an awesome villain. I would have probably loved that character had she been that way the whole season series. <laughs> I mean, she was fucking awesome. Um, I, um, yeah, I, I loved um, all the little bits that happened. Obviously there's a couple of silly stuff. Like you said, with the, with that book thing, that was kind of stupid. Um, uh, Sansa declaring independence, uh, and getting yeah, queen. Totally awesome. No, and again, <laughs> uh, even though I love Sansa and I love her being queen, I, I also love the fact that the North just became independent because I was rooting for that even way back when Rob was, was going for it. So that was awesome. And then of course my favorite character got a great ending, which is Sansa. Um, and I will say that was a that was a pretty nifty dress she was wearing at the end. It was awesome. It really was. Yeah, there's a great article, like I said, Elizabeth Catherine Gray put on the Dark Discussions Podcast Facebook group, which talks all about that dress because and it has a lot of stuff on it that um, the deep divers of the show uh, noticed that are symbolic of various things that happened. Um, and uh, all in all, um, it, it also did the fan service moments where. Um, John got to see Ghost again um, and things like that too so I guess it had a lot for everyone except for the people who felt the, this season ruined their, their life <laughs> and I, I don't care about those people so fuck them if this season ruined everybody's life then I don't know if that life was worth saving indeed they, they, they should have been part of uh, King's Landing <laughs> That's my my feelings. It's just a TV show. It shouldn't ruin anybody's life. Eggs. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, me and Mike discussed this uh, offline a, a whole few hours a couple of days ago, and and yeah, me and Mike are on that page too, Eric. <laughs> uh, Mike, what about yourself? Final thoughts. I, I liked the episode. I even liked there was a, the, the Stannis callback. I'm sure you picked that up, Phil. No, no. Uh, which one was that? Where are you, the master grabber oh, now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty funny. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Um, I've, so I like the fact that it had uh, it had a dour ending, and then it didn't, right? As they are rebuilding from the ashes, I don't have a problem with that. Um, I, and I don't know. It's 
getting to this point, all right, yeah, I see there are some issues here and there. And yes, I understand maybe your favorite character didn't get to do the favorite thing that you wanted your favorite thing to do. Whatever. I think what's there and what how things ended up was perfectly fine within the text of the story and with what it was established and what it was set up and within the bounds of what the show should have been setting up for you to expect. Um, especially for a show that does what you don't expect, right? It's, it's just so weird. Um, so for, I don't care about the naysayers. You don't like it. You don't like it. If you want to live in your misery, live in your misery. Great. Um <laughs> I think this my misery. <laughs> I think, I, yeah, I think right. the show will. Uh, I think in in a few years, unlike some other shows, when people look back, a you had some freaking phenomenal seasons and phenomenal episodes, and even this season, which maybe wasn't as strong as the show has been in its strongest, and I, you could argue it hit its peak in like season three or four. Um, it's had yeah, it, probably it, oh, argument. it has oh, and and that's not unusual. Very few shows go out on top. Um, when it paid up mattered. I think when it, when you had the big moments, man, they tended to pay off for me. Right? Uh, you know, there were all sorts of logistical issues going. You know, back to battle beyond the wall, right? But I thought it was still a pretty awesome episode. I think they paid off the the whole thing with Danny. I think they paid off great. Um, it was a, it was a phenomenal thing to watch. It was gut-wrenching to watch. And that's what it should do. The, the fact that, ask yourself why, if they fucked it up so much, why do you care so much about the show, <laughs> right? You know, I've watched shows, I've suffered through shows that have just been, uh, you just, just don't care anymore. You know, and they just drain shows like that. I generally stop watching before they get to the end. You're not married to Pam. So, um, (laughs) I'm sorry. That was really funny. (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah. The the show has, um, whether or not there's going to be some people that leave behind the show in anger, this show, similar to Star Wars, similar to Star Trek, similar to Lord of the Rings, will always have their huge fan base. The show isn't over because even though we're in hiatus, there is going to be spinoffs, as we know. And if the production and, and uh, writing and directing and show running are as good as, as what we had here, um, we will obviously have good programming in the future. That will be popular too, so I think this is a uh, a series that will live on continuously, similar to Marvel and Star Wars and Star Trek and Lord of the Rings and on and on. So I I don't think um, this will just be an interesting show that was considered awesome, like say Mash or All in the Family. I think this show will be have their cult following, their conventions, their whatnot, similar to those other genre products that I just mentioned and, and, you know, DC, you can add in there as well. So uh, I don't think it's, it's over by any means. No. Although I might step off the boat at this point. Well, Eric, we need you in a few years for now. So so when we do the spinoff podcast, Nope. You're not, you seriously. (laughs) Yes. I mean, there is a spinoff. We all know the spinoff is coming. 
bronze guy to the real brothels of King's Landing. That's. <laughs> I'm telling you, that Naomi Watts is starring. It's like it's like Zagas, but different. Oh, uh, this is this is an awesome meme. David Michael Farley uh, posted on the Dark Discussions podcast Facebook group. How Drogon thinks his mom died, um, and basically it shows the uh, her being st- stabbed by the the throne. Which <laughs> possible? It is made out of swords. So there you go. Shots I think he's smarter than that. Yeah. Well, uh, either way, um, uh, after we. T- Take a, a year and a half or two year hiatus, and Eric is still podcasting. I'm sure he'll join everybody nope. on a new spinoff. No, it's um, yeah, they they are just getting the show, the spinoff show to pilot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it hasn't even been picked up for a full season. So they have to make the pilot, edit the pilot, put it together, show it to the the HBO execs, and then the HBO execs have to say, "Ooh, we like that." The other two spinoffs that they've talked about aren't even up to pilot yet. Um, so those are a long way away. So I'm imagining you're at least probably two years away before you're seeing the actual spinoff. That would be my guess. I, I would agree. It'll probably be that. Um, and whether or not we, any of us will still be podcasting then, who knows? But if we are, uh, it'll be something that we could possibly consider, Eric, possibly consider. No. Come on, Eric. You, you, you wouldn't want to see more dragons? No. I, I would want to see more dragons. I don't want to talk about them. Uh, I'll, I'll be upfront about this. I, I'm committed to finishing our Westworld podcast, but I've found that uh, doing an episodic podcast about a television show ruins my enjoyment of that show on many levels. Um, so I, I don't want to do weekly podcasts about television shows anymore. Is that really true even for Westworld, too? Mm-hmm. Oh, no kidding. How about that? Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'd rather go back to enjoying television shows. <laughs> All right. So you don't like discussing them the next day? I don't like being required to see it on the night that it airs in order to discuss it the next day. Gotcha. So, so you have no issues like the Ozark episode we did, for example. Yeah, like like the way we started doing the Game of Thrones. Like, hey, season three is done. Let's binge it and talk about it. That I'm that no, Eric I'm on board has this, with. Eric has this weird thing because he's an anti-social being, where he doesn't like talking about shows the next day at the water cooler like normal people. <laughs> you have a water cooler? Yeah, well, you know, the figurative water cooler. <laughs> <laughs> the microwave, then, Eric. The microwave. The microwave. Gather around the microwave. Let's tell a story. Indeed. All right, very well, very well. I'll, I'll uh, be working on you, Eric. I'll be yeah, working. Good on luck. You. I think you know by now I'm fairly stubborn sometimes. Yes, yes. But we do have a we do have a return date for uh, for Westworld, right? For next, next year. year, right? It's twenty twenty. Yeah, I'll Pink- be there. Was Je- that Mike? Je- with Jesse Pinkman. Who's that? From Breaking That's Bad? a character from a different television show, which is why you're probably confused, Phil. Oh, okay. He's, he's, the he's actor's in, name is Jesse Pinkman, and he's in season No, three. the actor's name. So, so the guy that played Jesse. Aaron Paul. Yeah, so Aaron Paul is going to be in Westworld next season? Yes. In Westworld season three, yes. Oh, how about that? Did not know that. 
How about that? All right. Fair enough. All right. So, um, um, so uh, we will have one more episode of this. I will convince Eric in two years from now to do the the spinoff. <laughs> I will, I'll tap my hardest. But either way, um, we will have an episode next week where we'll discuss things like our, our worst episodes, our favorite episodes, our favorite characters, our worst characters, um, scenes, um, legacy, all that good stuff, and whatnot. All right. Uh, anything else? Anything else you think? Anything else? Probably uh, until next week. All right. So uh, with all that stated, Eric, why don't you leave us out? All right. Thanks for tuning in and listening to us talk about the series finale of Game of Thrones. Uh, come back next week and then we'll wrap this up. I will convince you, Eric. I will convince you. Good luck. Good <laughs> luck.